Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, y'all know the vibes, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, Three and Watch. Watch what's good, man. What's poppin', my G? You know what it is already, man. What's good, my G? Everything good? Chillin' like a villain. All right, my guy. Let's get some NBA talking, man. What are we watching? What are we, a week away? A week is some change away from the NBA season. Um... What do we think about? Obviously, we're dealing with so much things going on with the changing of the world and stuff like that. And a lot of, I mean, these guys didn't really get a lot of vacation time. Well, some people didn't get vacation time, and I'm kind of noticing that right now in preseason, though. Um, I guess let's go here, man. What are we looking for, the surprise teams? And I guess we can start here with the Lakers. Let's go for the champs off the rip right here. What do we think about the Lakers, who's fresh off months away, Months ago, winning the NBA championship at the bubble, uh, ready to defend the, um, the NBA championship. There's no more Danny Green, no more Rondo. Um, what do you think about the Lakers, the new Lakers, so to speak, going into this um, December season? I think LeBron uh, brought in veterans. I think LeBron is straight up going for legacy now. LeBron knows if he gets five rings, his Mount Rushmore status is always cemented, but it's clear he's going after the Jordan talk. He gets his fifth ring. That's going to be a heavy – he's going to have a nice resume where you can make a case. Uh, he's going into his 18th year. You know how you, Chris Bissard and Shannon Sharp, before y'all mention LeBron, you go, LeBron in the 17th year. Y'all, y'all always have to say that. So expect to hear a lot of LeBron in his 18th year. Like expect to hear that even though LeBron will not have the best act, they'll say, but look how good he's playing in his 18th year. There's never been a player this good though. in his 18th year. It's the truth. So, so but I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, this is how y'all going to talk about it. So let's say LeBron does play good for his 18th year. What if there's about five or six dudes who are just having a better year than that? How are you still going to say he's the best in the world? So – the reality is I believe the Lakers are primed to repeat. I definitely believe they're coming out of the Western Conference without question. And because there's so much uncertainty in the Eastern Conference, I believe the Lakers are ready to repeat. Okay. So what do you think about the new acquisitions of the Marcus the Montrell's Harrells, who's, who was playing for the Clippers, you not – in the same city, same building, just wearing different jerseys now. Um, I, I know think the Lakers that is, and LeBron are really big on what's the name, THT, the Taylor Horton Tucker. That dude is nice, though. I know it's preseason, but I like some of the stuff I saw, that, he, that some of the moves that he, I saw on YouTube and everything like that. Wesley Matthews. What, so what do we think about the, the Dennis Schroeder? 
So what, what, is, what do we think about the acquisitions that the Lakers acquired? I'm very, 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 I, I think those are brilliant moves. As we know, LeBron is into veterans who have playoff experience. Why do you keep saying with LeBron? Wait, wait, wait. I, mean, I got to stop you. I'm going to cut you off. You keep saying LeBron. So, GD Bust and Ralph Lincoln, I just, I'm just my bad watch. I have to ask you that because you keep just saying LeBron. He's not the general manager, my dude. He's not Ralph Lincoln. He's not dude vice president. Um, so, when, 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 you, when you are a once-in-a-lifetime great player, you don't coach them, you partner with them. Everywhere LeBron goes, people partner with him. When, when teams try to act like they're better than LeBron and they're bigger than LeBron, LeBron bounces like he bounced on Pat Riley when Pat Riley tried to act like I run the show. You know, you don't want to show LeBron runs the show. And the point I'm making is, the point I'm making is, is LeBron brought in veterans, okay? And he brought in veterans who have playoff experience, who can play in the playoffs. I really like Schroeder. I really like Marcus Gasol. All these guys fit in uh, to what they're trying to do. He's not the same. All Marcus these guys. Watch, to be fair. He's not the same Marcus He doesn't Hall, have to be the same Marcus Hall. LeBron won a championship with Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee last year. So, like, what are we doing here? He won a championship with Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Okay? So, yes, Marcus Yeah, but they were, they're not asked to do much. Sure. They weren't asked to do much to play defense, though. And then oh, Marcus Hall's not going to be asked to do much. And Mark Gasol is not going to. Yeah, be but he's not a great defensive player. He's going to grab boards like Javel. He's going to get dirty. Like, so like Javel so White. So wait Let's a minute. He's going to get dirty like those niggas. What do you? So wait a minute. So what do you? What do you want me to just say? You want me to say I don't like the Mark Gasol pickup? No, I'm not. Like I don't know what you want me to say. You're asking me about that pickup. I do think. I do think losing Dwight Howard is something that just can't get swept under the rug. I wish they didn't make the Rondo. And Dwight Howard, they, they, you know, I, I like Montreal. He's cool. You know what I mean? Um, do I have them repeating? I don't. I'm just going to say I don't know. I'm not confident saying that I'm at 100% meter. My meter rate is at 100% saying that the Lakers are going to win a championship. I'm not going to just give them the ring like that. Maybe you are. I'm not as well. I like the roster, though. You know what I mean? So you're ready to say that they, they're going to um, they're gonna repeat? No, I'm not ready to say that. Okay. What do we think about the Clippers, Watts? Tyrone, Ty Lulu, coach? After, after we found out all the behind-the-scenes drama, I have strong concerns about the Clippers. I did not realize how much of a morale killer it was with the special preferential treatment that Kawhi Leonard received. And then Paul George wanted the same kind of treatment. So Doc Rivers allowed basically two guys to do whatever mm-hmm. they wanted to do. And it destroyed the morale of the team, and it destroyed continuity. So that's my concern. My concern is can Ty Lu get these guys to commit to playing with each other? That, that's, 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 that's my concern. Um, I'm going to ask you a question that you just asked, you proposed right there. I believe he can. I believe he can. I believe he's on a tighter ship than Doc Rivers. Now, am I, am I going to say he's not going to be lenient to an extent? I think to an extent he's going to be lenient, but it's not going to be to the degree of of why Russ. We'll get into why Russ. We'll get into Russ in a minute. 
why Rush didn't want to be in, in Houston anymore. You get what I'm saying? Why Montrell, there's rumblings about dating, like the fact that, you know, Kawhi and Paul George is getting preferable treatment and stuff like that. So I don't think Ty Lue's going to try to – he understands that. And I think, you know, him winning a championship with LeBron, he's going to – he's a corny cliche, bring that over there, I guess. I don't know. But it's going to be very interesting, Watts, to see what the Clippers are going to do this year. It's like, for real, I really want to see how far they go into the playoffs. Are they going to actually be able to make to the Western Conference – to the Western Conference Finals first, Watts? Because they've never been to the Western Conference Finals before. And they let Denver beat them. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, are the Nuggets going to be a better team than them, do you think? I think the Nuggets have the potential. But after last year's disaster, right. and, and I'm going to just say this, you know, playing with two superstars who will never play back-to-back games, who one superstar won't practice, which is Kawhi, and the only time you play with him is in game. I just don't know how this is going to work. That's my question. Now I don't know how it's going to work. Doc Rivers, in my opinion, should have won a championship last year, and he, and that's why he got fired. There was no excuse. And this is a team that is built to win a championship. Veteran, they have everything you would think a team needs to win a championship. But after that disaster of last year, man, I really don't know. Now, like you said. You think Ty Lue's going to run a tighter ship? I believe Ty Lue has got to convince poor George and Kawhi, look, Kawhi, we, you got to – like, what do you say to them? If the, if, the, if, the, if the owner's like, yeah, Kawhi, we're going to sign you, and you never have to practice, and you, can, and you never See, have to play back-to-back games, and you can tell us when you're going to play. Well, watch. This way it gets dicey for me, bro, because it's like this. Okay, so what you're saying, let's say Ty Lue's like, okay, Kawhi, I'm going to let you take off two practices, right? But then when it's game time and he's giving you 35 and 11, what do you say to that if he didn't practice, but he, when game time comes, he's giving you 35 and 11? What do you, what do you say? Like, this man doesn't need practice, but when, he, when it's time to, to lace up the kicks and get dirty against other NBA teams instead of, instead of practice, he gets busy. So how does Ty Lue work? Listen, I'm going to give this man time off, but then when it's time to lace him up, he's giving me dope numbers. I mean, so we have a shortened NBA season now. The NBA season is no longer 82 games. This seven I'm glad you brought that up. Right? No, seven, wait, watch. Does that play a big part to what you just said? Does that play a big part now? What you said? Where you going to right now with well, the shortened season? This is what I want to know. Now we have shorter seasons, and but I believe the NBA made a Kawhi rule, and the Kawhi mm-hmm. rule is they're going to find players twenty five thousand dollars who don't play Jesus more Christ. games. Sheesh. And to me, me and you both know the dress code was the Allen Iverson rule, and me and That's you both fact. know this rule is the Kawhi Leonard rule. We know that. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it just makes no sense that Kawhi Leonard is just like, yo, I played yesterday, but today's the game. Today's the game against the Lakers, but you know I don't play back to back, so I'm not playing. Like issue. So well, I, well, that's my concern. You also, do are we gonna say? get? Are we gonna get also other players who are gonna feel like a Montreal did and that probably wasn't as vocal? As a mantra was in the sense of we don't like watch we don't like sitting here that we're busting our tail in practice and then Paul George and Kawhi do whatever they want to do and stuff like that. How do you think other players in the locker room feel about that though? Are they just gonna be like okay? And let me tell you something. Before you go, we're learning right now that guys really do be catching feelings when when cats be getting special treatment. No, we're learning that right now. 
And to me, I'm going to say rightfully so, B. I'm going to say rightfully so. What makes you different than me? Like, that's a, that's a team with veterans. Ah, uh, Watts. They got really going in that bag. On Come there. on. You know there's levels. Watts, you not know there's levels, though. Come on. We know there's nice niggas, mediocre niggas. Me and you watched like, the last okay. stand. Me, me and you watched the last stand. Jordan was fanatical right. in practice. He was a fanatical practice player. So I'm never going to give players a pass for just deciding I'm – my body is so important. I'm never going to practice, and I'm never going to play back-to-back games. Like, dude, I just don't know how that's going to work. That's all I'm saying. So we'll see what Talu can do. What do you think about the Nuggets? The young Denver Nuggets, man. Is this, is, is, With is Jamal this Murray and the Joker. Are we going to see? Let me. Ask, are we going to see Jamal Murray be playoff Jamal Murray, or is he going to be Jamal Murray? who averages 18 points a game like he did last year? Is he going to be the player who averages 18 points a game, uh-huh. or is he going to completely have stepped it up and be a 25-per-game guy every night? Can you can you definitively tell me Jamal Murray is now that dude who's 25 to 30 a night? Do you Are you confident to say that? I'm going to say this, Watts. I think it's doable, my nigga, but I don't know if he can do it only because he has a joker there with him. You get what I'm saying? But it's, it's doable. Let me let me throw a question back at you. Are we ready to put Jamal Murray in the top three, top five point guards in the league? Top five. Well, this is what I this is what I want to know. He played like a top three, top five That's guard in the league in the playoffs. He played like that, right? So the I'm guy we saw dropping fifty, fifty, and forty, right? The guy we saw doing all of that. Is he going to be that? Is he now a superstar? This is what we want to know. Is he now a superstar? Or was this a playoff run, and now he's going to revert back to 18 to 20 a game, what I want to know. And he can score these kind of points with the Joker. You can have two players both averaging 25 a game. That's very doable. It's doable, then, but then you have other guys on the team that you want, you know, and I think the way Mike Malone does is, you know, listen, let's be real. Is Paul Millsap going to give him 19 a game? Uh, so everything really goes with Jamal Murray and the Joker. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr., who you know I'm very big on. I think Michael Porter Jr. is the, the is the X factor to this team. Watch. I think he's the X factor player. If he could be the third option, and when I say third option, a very great third option player to go to, then yo, I got the Nuggets again, man. This team is very good, bro. Let's be real. I like this team a lot. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think they'd be. I think they're gonna be hovering in the top three, top four. Top top five definitely. It could be top three though. Watch, it definitely could be. We're shocked at all. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. They're definitely top top four, top three. All right. Um, Paul and Trailblazers. Watch. Talk to me, Dane Dollar, C.J. McCollum. Those two brothers right there, the one-two punch on that team. What do we think about the Paul and Trailblazers? Well, we're gonna first of all we're gonna make you acknowledge braided mellow, mellow with the braids. Can we get that acknowledgement? Oh, oh Jesus Christ. What do we acknowledge why why can't they acknowledge that mellow with the braids though? Why is that acknowledging? Okay. What 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 do we think about Mellow last year playing with the Trailblazers? I thought he played pretty well. I gotta give it up though. Even even myself. Well, I, I, I think I, I gotta give it up to Mellow. I think Mellow I think Mellow was on the court in the preseason game. 
and everybody on the court that he was on the court with was four or five years old when he first came into the league in 2003. Just to show you how much of a generation that there is. But what that also showed you was how great Melo is, because Melo was out there showing the jumper still wet, the jumper still water. I don't know if the jumper's still wet. I don't know if the jumper's still wet. Relax. I don't know if the jumper's still wet. Come on, now. This is like, you know, jumper's still wet. perspective. Okay. Jumper's still wet. What do we think about um, Robert Coverton, who got who got traded over there? Rodney Hood, Enos Cantor. What do we think about those guys, those players? I love those pickups. Let me tell you something. I love those, those pickups. Players. I you don't like love cancer. Knock it off. I I'm a cancer guy. for the Knicks. You don't like cancer. Get out of here. You're I not even love cancer those pickups. Those right, three people you just named, I am a fan of all of their games. They are absolutely solid NBA players that can play in this league. At any given day, Rodney Hood could drop 20. Any given day, Covington can drop 20. And Covington is a marksman. He's a deep threat shooter. Facts offers first. So I like the pickup. I like the pickup. Now, the question is, is Dane Dollar buying into the hype that he's Mr. I shoot the deep threes, I score 40 and 50? Is, does he want to be that guy, or is he going to be like, I have a, a serious team around me, and we want to be competitive for the playoffs? So it's going to be where Dane mentally is at. Because Dane has shooters and scorers with him now. Dane might not have to average 30, B. Not with this crew he got. Um, dog. Everything starts with him and CJ. Can we? Can we? Let me ask you a question. What are we doing with Dame and CJ after Clay and Steph and the one-two punch guys? Does Dame and CJ get talk? Are they in the top three of one-two punches tag team tandems on a team? No. No. Top five. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um. Are they going to be hovering on the sixth to seventh seed? Is that where we have with the Trailblazers? Even though I think Oklahoma City took a step back, I, I really think they took a step back. Um, OKC losing um, Chris Chris Paul, losing Stephen Adams, and everything like that. I don't Schroeder. even. I think that Stephen Adams. Schroeder. Schroeder also right losing Schroeder also exactly watch. So it's like you lost all that, but OKC. I mean, I'm not going to sit and go on a five minute rant about the Oklahoma City uh, Thunder, but I really think, you know, to to the point I'm making, I think the Trailblazers could be hovering around six, seven, eight. Is that fair to say? For playoff contention? Yeah. That sounds about that sounds about like right. their roster. I'm, I'm not I'm not crazy about their roster or what. I ain't gonna hold you. I actually absolutely absolutely love their roster. I love their roster. I don't everybody can everybody can play. Love their roster. I love it. You love Lord, their roster. Everybody can really? play. You you know Rodney Hood's left handed jump shot can play. You know Cummington can shoot. Like they yeah, have Rodney players Hood's that can a play. journeyman, Obi. He's a journeyman. Like come on. Yeah, but come on, but come on. There's nothing wrong with being a journeyman. He can play. Sam Cassell was a journeyman. You can be a journeyman and play. Lou Williams is a journeyman. Sam Cassell was also instrumental. Playing for Sam Cassell was also instrumental. Sam Cassell was also instrumental in the Rockets winning that championship in 95. Lou Williams, so is, a Lou Williams is a journeyman. Lou Williams is a journeyman. Um, Jamal Crawford was a journeyman. Yo, speaking of Lou Williams, though, what do we talk about? I, think I hate to go back to the Clippers right quick because I didn't show Lou love. What do we think about Lou, though? I think it's time for Lou to get out of Clippers. I, 
Okay, that's fine. All I'm saying is that when you say somebody's a journeyman, you say it as if somehow they're not a good player. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, that doesn't mean anything. It just means you're a journeyman. You know, you're not waived. They're still in the league. You know, you know would you rather be a journeyman or would you, or would you rather be Sebastian Telfair and Lance Stevenson? And you're out the league <laughs> in eight years. The journeyman who got a 15, 17-year career. Marbury's cousin. Scrub, scrub in the league. All right, watch. Let's go ahead, man. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks, man. You know, I'm very big on my man, Luca. And Chris Porzingis and everything like that. I do like the um, Trey Burke. I do like the uh, they got Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., former Nick players over there. Uh, I'm very big on the on the, on the on Mavericks and shit. My thing is this: is can, and I like the um, um, Dwight Powell. I think he's pretty good. But my concern for the for the Mavericks, and when I think of the Mavericks, watch is how healthy can Chris Stapps be because Luca needs him. Okay. Um, um, Luca, Luca will be an MVP candidate this year. It's just that simple. Luca's going to be an MVP candidate, and if the Dallas Mavericks are anywhere between one and five, He's going to be a top two, top three candidate. It's just that simple. His game is there. He's that good. And everyone has taken notice. So Luka Doncic will be an MVP candidate, and there will be talks. Is he the best player in the league? Will it, wait. I think we're going to have that conversation already. That's the conversation that's going to be had on a national level. Is Luka Doncic the best player in the NBA? Already? We're going in that back already? We're having, already having that kind already. of conversation? It's, it's, it's He's in his third year. LeBron by his third year was 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 thirty eight and eight. You know what I'm saying? When you're great, you're great. He's great. Luca Doncic. Yeah, but you is, said the conversation. Yeah, but is he the best player in the NBA? All right. First, you went from MVP talk, which I agree with, and after that, you went straight to best player in NBA talk. As much as I rock yeah. with Luca, I was on Luca train before you. You was I don't expect to hear you say this now. That the conversation. Is going to be twisted. And I turn to, is this guy one of the best players in the NBA? <sighs> okay. Oof. All right. But what do you think about Chris Stapps, though? Him helping out Luka, though, has to be there. I think, I think, I think Porzingis is a frail player, and I don't believe that he can play a full healthy season. Wow. But what does that mean? Or does that mean – and? Is Chris Stapps one of those guys that you're gonna to have to put on a Kawhi, Paul George type thing where you're gonna limit his minutes and, and and practice and stuff? Yes, yes, and it's sad because a healthy Porzingis is as dominant a player as you can be. He's basically a white version of Kevin Durant if he can just stay healthy and be on that court. Seven three with a hand. Watch seven three can do everything. So you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, a team that I'm going to be paying attention to also in the Western Conference watch. I don't know if I have them as a wild card team if you want to go here. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans, man. Um, obviously, new coach Stan Van Gundy, who coached with the Orlando Magic, who coached with the Heat, who coached with the Pistons, yada, yada, yada. Um, now they acquired Steven Adams, who I think was a great acquisition from next to Zion and stuff like that. 
um, for the Pelicans. You are very big on Lonzo Ball. I did like a, I did like the Eric Bledsoe um, acquisition watch. I do like Josh Hart. Um, and you know how I feel about Brandon Ingram, Young, KD, and J.J. Redick. You still got a marksman in J.J. Redick. And, Mel, um, and of course, Zion Williamson, man. Um, I think the Pelicans are going to make the playoffs this year. Watch. I really do, man. Talk to me. Zion Williamson the other day had 31 points in a preseason game. Jesus Christ. Zion Williamson is ready to dominate this league. He's ready to dominate this league. The one thing you're wondering is, can his body hold up and can he stay healthy? Because when he's out there, he really looks like a man-child. He looks like a man-child out there. You know, when you watch these games, you realize this is a young league. Like, these are really young boys. So when I'm watching Zion out there, I'm like, yo, he's only playing against his peers. Like, he ain't worried about all these old Grizzly vets. All the old Grizzly vets play for one team. They hold on to Lakers, you know what I'm saying? They hold on to Clippers. So when you go to these other right. teams, it's a bunch of young boys between the ages of 20 and 24 years old. So Zion Williams is going to be a superstar as, as long as he's healthy. Young KD, they maxed him out, gave him that 195 mil. I don't what, what do you think about that? It, but what do you think about my son getting that? I don't believe he deserves it. I don't believe he deserves it. Don't believe he deserves it. The man has never been an all-star. Listen, where the ever now? Check this out. Where the ever now? The NBA players are getting super max contracts, never being an all-star. That's weird to me. That's strange to me. That these play, that players are getting maxed out with ne- never having to be an all-star. That shit is strange. Never. So you know, that Brandon Ingram is nice though. I don't got a problem with Brandon Ingram getting that money though. He, he, he puts it. Yo, Brandon Ingram is nice though, B. Come on, watch. Well, he's not nice. That's the thing. Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram see. is always going to be second fiddle to Zion Williams. He's always going to be second fiddle to Zion Williams. I would and, and always. I would not say always, though. I would not say always. Because, you, I'm listen, if you want a shot with five seconds left, you're probably going to go to um, B.I. before you go to Zion. That's just a fact. Okay. That's a fact. Why are you throwing up Brandon Ingram like he's not official? Okay. I think about the rewarding um, play. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just saying. I just it's just weird that players get rewarded and they've never been an all star. So he averaged twenty three, six and four. And Bradley Bill yeah, averaged right? twenty three, six and four. And Bradley Bill averaged thirty. And Zach Levine averaged twenty nine. Well, why why are their names being brought up when we're talking about the Pelicans? And right Trey now? Young and Trey Young averaged twenty nine. Okay. What do you think? What's your point, though? I'm talking that's really great. I'm talking about the young player that's really great. So Brandon Ingram isn't great? Brandon I would say Brandon Ingram over your boy Zach Levine. He has a better game than Zach Levine. You do know that, right? I strongly, I, I strongly disagree with that. No, you strongly disagree with what? You strongly disagree with what? Zach Levine is the most athletic, explosive player in the NBA. That doesn't make you a great player, dogs. You athletic, fans. And he averaged, and he averaged like twenty nine. He's the most effortless player in the NBA, and he can do anything. He has no offensive weakness. Thank God, Jesus Christ. What do we think about your man Lonzo Ball, though, running the point, the point position? Lonzo Ball is who he is. He's a serviceable, solid player who can pass the ball. That's what he is. He's a serviceable. <laughs> Solid player who can pass the ball. 
not a you respect you never have to be scared of him as an offensive threat. You don't have to worry about him or be scared of him as an offensive threat. He keeps you honest because he can hit the open three, but there's, there's no transformation where he's going to leap to some other level. What you see from Lonzo Ball <laughs> is what you're going to get from him. So, no more. I love the fact that you cannot go on your Lonzo Esco bag anymore. Those days are done. Can't. That ever respect his, Exactly. Uh, do you respect his six boards and seven assists though, game him? I mean, that's what he's going to do. He's going to be a serviceable player who can start in the NBA, maybe give you double figures and, and give you five to six rebounds, five to six assists a game. Do you like the Eric Bledsoe acquisition, though, to back up Lonzo? No, no, no I don't. You don't? I think that's a, think that's a good backup. No. Why you say no? What's wrong with Eric Bledsoe backing up Lonzo? Because I'm, I'm mad at Eric Bledsoe's uh, – what what happened with Milwaukee in the playoffs last year? I find it unacceptable. <laughs> you know, in the NBA, sometimes players in NBA, in the NBA, sometimes players could just at some point they could be good and then they can never be good again. Like me and you watch Monte Ellis be a dude who averaged twenty five every year. He got traded to Milwaukee. He played another year and then he's out the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that happen? Like, we've seen great players. Well, not great players, but players be real good, and the one, right. the next thing you know, they're not good for the rest of their career. So, I like the Stephen Adams to go watch. I like Stephen Adams. Legitimate, he's a legitimate seven footer. Legit. Okay. Um, let's go to H Town watch Houston Rockets new coach, my man, Mister Mister Silas. Silas, pardon me. I think it's Paul Silas is um young is his son. If I'm if memory R I P. So Paul Cyrus, first off, um, obviously with the Rockets, we know about Russ not here no more. James Harden came was was chilling with, with little baby and stuff like that. Um, he's not happy of I guess where the team is going to ever since they got rid of Dan Tony and the general manager who's now with um, Philly, I believe. And now reports are coming out that James Harden had a lot of say and pull. You know, a lot of the, on the day-to-day activities and what goes on in the operations department with the Houston Rockets. Watch. Uh, first, talk to me, man. What do you think about James Harden? Obviously, John Wall, Boogie, who you rock with heavy. Um, let's just talk about the Houston Rockets first. Let's go ahead before we go everything. Getting rid of Dan Tony. Now we got a brother now at the helm, um, Silas. Let's go ahead with the coach. What do you think about the acquisition of um, the new coach? I think it was a risky move to bring in a new coach and give him a chance. I give him credit for bringing in a new young coach and giving him an opportunity. That's all you can do as a head coach is get an opportunity, and they're giving him one. Okay. Um, what do you think about Russell Westbrook leaving first? Well, Russ not wanted to beat after one year. Russ and James didn't work out. I think it's fantastic for James. I think it's fantastic for Russell Westbrook. When we talk about the Washington Wizards, I'll actually tell you why it's fantastic he left. So when we get to the Wizards, I'll tell you why. So let's just focus on the Houston Rockets. The Houston Rockets right now have two players who need to prove themselves. John Wall, who hasn't played in the NBA in two years, and Boogie Cousins, mm-hmm. who has just been injury-prone for the last three years. So they want to mm-hmm. prove that they are still great all-star players, and then Boogie wants to get a contract. 
where he's making minimum to no money, and he wants to get paid because he's watching all because he's watching ninety seven percent of all these inferior players get these contracts over him, and he's better than them. John Wall, who has to prove that he can still play, because remember a couple of years ago, John Wall was like, "I'm the best point guard in the NBA." Remember when he said that? Yeah, yeah. So John Wall yeah, was, exactly. thinks very highly never, of himself. I never understood. I never understood why he said that because. So John Wall thinks very highly of himself, but he also needs to prove. So you have two players who have a injury-riddled career, so you don't right. know if their bodies are going to hold up. And then you have an absolutely disgruntled superstar in James Harden who's toxic. If you're going to give it to the head coach and the general manager, you've got to give it to James Harden too. I'm sorry. You can't go nowhere with James Harden. You've, you've gone as far as you can go with James Harden. The James Harden experience experiment is over. But wow, so he's so great he's so great that you cannot get fair value for him and then he has an outrageous contract. They're like the two highest play players in the NBA. And West Westwood. Those are the three highest play players in the NBA. They got they have this super max of two forty. So you, you just can't trade him. So now you got an untradeable well, superstar. Mm-hmm. You have an untradeable superstar who's disgruntled who, when I saw him come back yesterday, it's still the same thing. Everything has to revolve around him. So he doesn't care that Boogie's there. He doesn't care that John Wall is there. He wants to get the ball and dribble a ball for 22 seconds and do a step back. And if James Harden can't that, get it that way, that James Harden though? wants out. Do you, th- do you think John Wall and, and, and Boogie are looking at it like Dan James <laughs> You really don't want to hoop with us, or they're looking at it like, "Yo, we're a kid, fam. They, we're trying to prove ourselves. We're trying to prove that we're, yes. tra- we're trying to prove yes. to the league that we can still play." Yes, yes, yes. And you want us to stand here and watch you dribble for twenty-two seconds and step back jumping? Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Do you think he survives the whole year in Houston? I only think he survives because there's the teams that what what can you? First of all, you have to give up everything to get him which is nothing but draft picks, and then you're not going to get the value. This is a dude who can give you 30 a game, 60-point triple-doubles, 50-point triple-doubles, average 40 for months. You're not going to get the return value for him. But he's a, he, but the way he plays his game, to me, it disrupts teams. I'm so thankful Boston, uh, Brooklyn didn't trade for him. I'm thankful for it. I'm so happy. Wow. As I look at the roster, I watch Damari Carroll, um, Chris Clemens, Eric Gordon's been there for a while. PJ Tucker, Joe Green's, you know, been around the league a little bit here. Ben McLemore, Bible, Cephalosha's still in the league, Jesus Christ. Um, Christian Wood. So, you know, does John, does, does James, to, to be fair, James Harden, does he look at this roster and like, okay, I got rid of the, the, the offense right now with D'Antoni. We're not going to be running gun anymore, right? I don't know what kind of offense Silas is planning on running. Right, Russ don't want to be here with me. Uh, Chris Paul didn't work out with me. Dwight Howard didn't work out with me. Is it a James Harden situation now that James Harden has to do the Michael Jackson man in the mirror and, and really come to the point like, fam, why am I losing guys, superstars that don't want to play with me, and why are we not taking it up, up another notch, you know, making it to the finals or winning a ring? He doesn't have he doesn't have that he doesn't have that ability to self reflect like that. And it's obvious he doesn't. James Harden knows he's great, and he's still in his prime. 
So he's not going to sacrifice any aspect of his game. And the reason why I know it, because I watched fat out of shade James Harden come into the preseason <laughs> and literally play the same and play the same exact way. He can still hit you. He can lull you to sleep with his crossover. He's still got to step back. His game is the same. Nothing is going to change with the James Harden's game. And that's the way he loves well, it. We say that, though, Watts. We say that, but this man was having some type of line assist a game, about 10, dropped 50. You know what I'm saying? So how does that work? Like, he's a, he's a ball hog, and the ball sticks with him, so to speak, right? But also he's 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 able to give you eight, nine assists. But so he's able to give you those know. assists because, because, because he dominates the ball. So every time he drops, and that, he, he kicks up and that's on his offense, and that's on his offense. But I'm part. saying, he, but I'm saying his game does that. You know, what I'm saying he's sticking through. He was mm-hmm. doing it in the preseason yesterday. He was breaking people down, driving. Everybody collapsed on him, and he just hit PJ Tucker in the corner. So nothing's going to change with James Harden's game. And to me, there's a that I don't see that team. I see that team making the playoffs, and and then completely self-destructing because James Harden has proven that he's not a prime time playoff player. He absolutely wow. hurt his legacy by not showing up against LeBron. Hmm. All right, watch. Let's go. Let's let's go to the Bay Area or San Francisco, right quick. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, man. Um, obviously, no Clay Thompson, um, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Kevin Looney. They picked up Kelly Oubre. Um, who else here? They got here Jordan Powell. Um, uh, Andrew Wiggins, obviously, right? So what do we think about the um, young Golden State Warriors? I don't like this team. I don't like this team mm-hmm. at all. I don't think it's a veteran team. I think it's too many young players. Uh, and Steph Curry wants to just play a healthy season. Steph Curry clearly can still shoot the three. He's still, you know, he had back-to-back 29-point games in preseason. Remember, when you're playing, when you're boiling out in preseason, that means you're you're ready to play. That means you are you're ready to play. You're not trying to get. You're like I'm ready, but that team is a young team with not good players. No, you know, with no Clay Thompson, it just it shattered the team. This team is a is an eighth seed, man. It's an eighth seed team if they're wow. lucky. And 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 Draymond well, hold and on, Steph, you know, hold on, Steph on the Dolo, Steph on the Dolo can lift you up to the six or fifth, fifth or sixth seed. No, no. no no great player can. Mm. Mitch Richmond was a great player. He could get Sacramento to the playoffs. When Kevin Durant, when Kevin Garnett was in Minnesota and they went to the playoffs eight straight years, they was always getting knocked out in yeah. the first round because he was always a low seed. So, Sorry. Sorry. I felt bad for K- KD too when I was going through that, but uh, that's a different story <laughs> at all. Though, um, do you think Steph would be an MVP candidate? Watch. That's something you and I will be talking about this year. Maybe, 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 because I think he's going to be because he's going to be scoring. I, I listen. He could he could drop thirty a game this year. They're just not going to be winning. That's the fact. He could. He could. So so he his, so his, so his, so his so, it won't shock me. No, it won't. It won't. I believe he can. I believe he can average between twenty six and thirty this year, and they like a forty and they like a a forty five win team. Forty to forty five mm. win team. Because it's only 70, 75 games. Uh, let's just go to rapid fire right here to the Western Conference. Uh, what do we think about Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns with your man Devin Booker? I, I think nothing about them. I think nothing about them. Jesus Christ. 
You don't think that they're bound for the playoffs? He's going to have them run like OKC did? I don't know. All right, well, what are we thinking? What are we thinking about Macau Bridges, Jay Crowder, Langston Galloway, former Nick? I, I, you know I don't mean? think nothing about the Phoenix Suns, brother. I don't think nothing about the Phoenix Suns. Cameron Payne? Cameron Payne? I don't think nothing about the Phoenix Suns. Oh, God. Playoffs? No. Okay. Um, John Morant, second year with the um, Memphis Grizzlies. I was 100% wrong about John Morant. 100% wrong about John Morant. I did not think that him dominating mid-tier, mid-players in college <laughs> was going to translate to the NBA, and boy, was I wrong. I was big-time wrong. And the thing about John Morant, John Morant can really pass his ass off. Like, he is a yep. gifted assist guy. And then he's explosive. Yep. To me, he has the full package. John Moran has it all. He has the full package as a point guard. I follow his stats. I mean, he had a play. He already had a preseason game. He had 18 points, 13 assists in the preseason. So John Moran is ready. So I'm excited to see him as a player. As for the team, I don't think nothing about the team. I don't think that team's going. There. I don't <laughs> think that team is. You know, I don't think they're going anywhere. I just think John Moran's going to be very exciting to watch. All right. One more guy also that you and I are very big on um, in the Western Conference right quick. Um, our guy from Utah, man, Donovan Mitchell, Spider. Superstar. Spidey Mitchell. Spidey Mitchell's a superstar playing in Utah that doesn't give him a lot of press. But this man is a bona fide. Big extension. That's right. Bon- I thought, bonafide superstar. I thought he we would watched- not stay in Utah. I thought he would not stay in Utah. Why? Well, Where he staying? You thought you thought he wouldn't stay in Utah, and you thought uh, Greek Creek wouldn't stay in Milwaukee because I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know why you think players are going to turn down max money because of the Larry Bird rule. Like I just don't know what you think. Hey. These are guys who have. Hold on, what are you talking about? James Harden. James Harden was really, He doesn't want to sign a Houston Rockets contract with fifty billion a year, and he didn't want to sign it. No, James, James Harden already signed him. James Harden been with the Houston Rockets forever. That ship has sailed. It's a different story. These guys are still young, um, and they just, they're, they're making a name for themselves in the league. But um, Spidey Mitchell, to me, is a superstar. I have more confidence mm-hmm. in him going to, into this year than I do Jamal Murray. I know Spidey Mitchell can give you 24 to 27 a game without question. I uh, don't do Jamal Murray like that, though, son. I'm just going to tell you, don't shortchange that, man. That man is nice. I'm, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? He's dope. Don't don't do Jamal Murray like that. All right, watch. Let's go to the Eastern Conference, man. We're going to go to the borough that B.I.G. and Jay-Z are from, Brooklyn in the house, without a doubt. Um, Let's go here, man. Steve Nash. Let's go here first. The acquisition of Steve Nash being the head coach, you think what, sir? Great, great, great acquisition. We don't Love know, it. but go ahead. I hate when you go in that bag. I said great, great I said great acquisition. I love it. You said, what did I think about it? That's based on what, though? It's a great acquisition. What are you basing that, you you that on? Based on his philosophy, based on me watching all his interviews, based on the fact philosophy, that he picked a veteran Based on the fact that he picked a veteran coaching staff, based on the fact that he put a veteran coaching staff who knows how to operate teams. So, yes, I love 
the Steve Nash pick. And I love the way the Brooklyn Nets are playing in the preseason against teams like Boston that they're blowing out by like 30 points because they have two of the best offensive players in the NBA. I look for Brooklyn Nets to by far take walk to the NBA Finals. Really? Yeah. I love the fact you're saying this, man, before the season starts. We need all this. Y'all hear this, common boys. Y'all hear him, right? So let's get this straight. Let's say the book before you go in the bag of who's coming up east and everything. So I'm confident. Are you like the roster of the Nets? Love the roster. Jared I don't Allen. Like the roster. I love the roster. Spencer Dinwiddie. I don't like the roster. I love the roster. Jeff Green, Joe Harris signing back with the squad. Kyrie, DeAndre Jordan, Levert is Levert. The X factor, in your opinion, and does he got to catch feelings that he's a third option though? <laughs> Kevin Durant is the X factor. Kevin Durant is the X factor. That's the explain, sir. Kevin Durant, KD, explain, sir. He's the X factor. He's the reason why this team can't be beat because he's never going to face a person who's better than him. He's never going <laughs> to step on the court and a player who's better than him on any aspect. Listen to your voice. 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 We we mean, when you say dog walk, it's so easy to say that with your chest out though. When you say dog walk, cause I mean, I like this kind of when you talk when you go in your spicy bag. I love this. So when you say dog walk, what do you mean dog walk? Like like they're just gonna walk they, through the like nobody's there. They're going to they they're going to they're going to ice skate backwards through the east. So when Jay Z was saying new management for Brooklyn, is it are you really going by that when he said that years ago? Who man new management? I don't. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Have you seen any of the? Have you ever seen any of the highlights in preseason of the Brooklyn Nets? Yes, man, all of them. Yes. And can you give? Can you give me? Can you give me your evaluation of what you've seen? I've seen Katie looking nice out there. I um, I still think that he's. I don't want to use the word nervous out there, but he's. You know, him getting these games under his belt is actually good for him. You know what I mean? He looks good, man. He looks good. And Kyrie. How does Kyrie look? How does Kyrie look? How does Kyrie look? Come on, man. Kyrie's one, Kyrie's one of the best players in the NBA, man. He's That's a top 10 player, okay. all right? So, okay. 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 But I'm not going this dog walk talk that like you're going into that bag. Number one seed still... in the Eastern Conference, the Brooklyn Nets. Number one seed in the Eastern Conference, the Brooklyn Nets. Dan Tony with yeah. coaching philosophy. Dan Tony's coaching philosophy. Steve Nash opened the, their belief in spreading the court, letting the great players be great. Yeah, so, I'm, I, so I'm basically, happy about Steve Nash. Steve Nash is not really the head coach there. Basically, it's, it's Dan Tony, right? No, Steve Nash saying, is right? the head coach. Just like you Magic sure? Bird was you the sure head coach's first year. Just sure like Mark that? Jackson was the head coach's first year. Just like Isaiah Thomas was the head coach's first year. Just like Doc Rivers was the head coach their first year. So yeah, first year head coaches are the head coach. And Steve Nash, two time back to back MVP, is the head coach. Kyrie, well, Kyrie begs to differ on it with that, sir. 
I don't know. He makes it difficult with you on that. He doesn't need a coach, according to sometimes, you know. So that tells me if, if D'Antoni and, and Nash call up a play for Kevin Durant to take the last shot and Kyrie doesn't do it, then what? Are you worried about that at all? Are you worried about locker room issues in the locker room? Are you worried about Kate, um, Kyrie turning on Kevin Durant like Paul Ondorf used to do Hulk Hogan in wrestling in the 80s? Are you worried about that at all? Well, well, well no. That's the question you ask yourself. Are you worried about I'm that? asking you, sir. I'm asking, I'm asking you. I'm, and, and I'm returning it by asking you. I would, I would have concerns. I would, I would definitely have concerns. You know what I mean? What if they're nine and eight, like the Heat, the first year the Heat got together after seventeen games, and they were nine and eight? Can Kyrie and Katie stop like that? A hundred percent, because they won't be nine and eight. They're too good. I'm just. It's saying, literally I'm mathematically. Okay. Listen, listen. It's mathematically impossible for them to be nine and eight. They're too good. Remember, this is a young league. They're going to be going against teams of guys who are trying to prove that they can even be in the NBA. They don't even got to worry about JV Conference. I'm glad you're saying this, my nigga. All right. So let's go to the second team who you, who you say the JV talk and everything. You're in that bag right quick. Is the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis. Signing his extension. First, let's go here. What do you think? Mike? Did you ever think Giannis was leaving? Did you have any concerns at all? No, I didn't leave again. No, I didn't. No, I didn't have any concerns. You know that I would talk to you all the time and say, "Why is everybody in the league talking about? Oh, Giannis should come to Miami Heat, and why are they trying to have this national talk when there was literally no credible evidence that he was even thinking about leaving? None. Yet everybody on national TV sports. NBA talk shows were like, oh, Giannis might go to the Heat. It'd be great. Oh, man, I would love if Giannis could go to the South be. Beach. And that I'm like, why are y'all saying that? There's like no that reason. That would have been dope. Like y'all were saying it, but y'all based it on nothing. And y'all were wrong. And I'm glad all of y'all were wrong. So guess what? Giannis stayed there, and Giannis has to make up for absolutely 100% underachieving in the playoffs last year. Completely underachieving, you won the MVP deservedly so, had the best record in the NBA, and then you choked against the Miami Heat. You let you let the videographer, you let video man <laughs> go into the video room Yo. and stack and stack the paint and and clog the lane and, and and expose you if you can't just do your Euro step. Yo. <laughs> Yo, why you doing sport like that, my nigga? Don't do sport like that. <laughs> Wait a minute. How you know I was talking about Spolstra? How you know I was talking about Spolstra? He was with Miami before he was a coach, man. Relax, all right? Um, so what do you think about this roster, though? Middleton's still there. DJ Augustine. This, this team goes. No more. So here's, here's what hold I on, think. Hold on, watch. Hold on, watch. One of the most slept on, watch. One of the most slept on acquisitions, I thought, was Drew Holiday going to Milwaukee. I think that's a great acquisition, brother. Okay, so here's my thing. Nothing matters with this team until um, the Greek Freak can show me something in the playoffs now. We've watched back-to-back years in the playoffs where he just got outplayed by the other superstar, and he did not carry his team. And at this point now, regular, I don't care about his regular season stuff. He has to do it in the playoffs. He's already established. When you are back-to-back MVP, you've established you're a great regular season player. That's established. Now establish how great you are in the playoffs. 
So to me, you got to go to the playoffs and do something. So, it, so basically, for you then, it, does, it doesn't matter anything. No numbers he does. When we, when you and I do no. all right, when you and I do NBA talk this year, so we might as well not talk about Giannis then. The way you talking, Giannis averaged thirty points, like thirteen rebounds last year. He got the MVP deservedly. So, what does he have to prove to us as a regular season player? He's back to back MVPs. So if this year Giannis is averaging twenty nine points, twelve rebounds. Okay, that's great. Oh, y'all got the best record in the NBA? That's great, too. None of that matters. You got to show me something in the playoffs. That's why I'm at with him right now. What about Drew Holiday? 19-6 and six again, 19 points, six boards with the Pelicans last we'll year. See if he helps old, the, um, we'll see if he helps We will see if he helps them in the playoffs. My nigga, that's a great third option to have after Middleton. Drew Holiday? You don't think so? I think, I think he's better than Middleton. I think he's, I think he's better bro. than Middleton because he can create his own shot. I'm not mad at he that. He can create his I'm own shot. I'm not mad at that. I'm not even mad at you saying that. How about that? So what does that? So what does that say then? If that's the case, you got two guys who's fighting for second option. That one is not really. You were looking at Drew Holiday is really not a third option because he could be a second option. So what does that say then? That Milwaukee should be real good then, right? If you're if saying what you're saying, right or wrong. To what you're saying, right? So you better stand on the block. You talking that Brooklyn shit? You talking that Brooklyn shit? You better be careful of Milwaukee. I'm telling you that right now. You right with your chest out? Stand on the block. You know what I'm saying? Stand on the block. Reebok, Guncock, Avalanche, Rock. <laughs> what does that gotta do with Milwaukee Bucks, my guy? Look at him, man. All right, well, let's go ahead, man. Um, let's go to Philadelphia, man. The Philadelphia 76ers. Got rid of Brett Brown. His time was up. Now insert Doc Rivers to this like to this um head coaching staff now. Head coach. Um, what do you think about Doc Rivers being the head coach now for the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers after being with the Clippers for for a long time? Philly can go nowhere if you can't get Ben Simmons to change his game. Ben Simmons in the backcourt is a liability. Ben Simmons in the backcourt hurts your team. Ben Simmons is a is 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 a problem. He's a max player. Okay, so this can't all right, hold on, talk about. So this is the shit on Ben Simmons second. Okay, yeah. Ben Simmons is going to be the downfall of the Philadelphia. Ah, Simmons. come on, Watts. Let's not do this. I mean, come on. Are we really going to shit on Ben Simmons the whole show now? That's what we're doing. We're going to definitely on man. Ben Simmons. I'll ask you. From what you've seen, has Ben Simmons improved his jump shooting in the three years he's been in the NBA? No, he hasn't. Okay, then I, I don't. I don't know what you want me to say. Because it's um, the only thing he can't do. Damn. He does everything he else. 16, you know, seven, eight, let me tell you what's crazy. What? Yo, yo, are those stats to you? Me, you just watched Jamal Murray. And Spidey Mitchell go 50 50 50 50. Like, half yes. Superman game. Yes, we did. And you're talking about some 17 points and in, 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 in filling up the stat sheet? That's what you were talking about? His watch. stats oh, so are hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Watch. Wait, wait, wait. Watch. So, we're gonna, hold on, watch. Are we going to disrespect the eight assists, eight assists and seven boards? That means nothing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Because they're meaningless stats. Meaningless stats. Meaningless stats. Ben Simmons. How is he 
Man, his career is going the same exact way as Tyreek Evans. The same exact way. Rookie of the year, and your game does not improve every other year. You just said the man has been in the league three years and has not improved or worked on his jump shot at all. Because if he did, you'd never see it. Jason Kidd became Jason Kidd when he made people honest and had to shoot a jump shot. Maddie Johnson had to get a jump shot. Kawhi Leonard had to get a jump shot and a three-point shot. Ben Simmons has not worked on nothing, but he got that max deal, though, so he got that money. He got that money. So, but hold on. I like how you just put on the whole time in your whole talk about the 76ers, the first person you, you threw the burner at and threw the cat at, so I don't grenades at, was Ben Simmons. So what about Joel Embiid? What about them picking up who I think was great acquisitions and Danny Cream and Steph Curry's little brother, Seth Curry, because guess what? Doc Rivers and them already know that, okay, this guy Ben Simmons, everything Watson's probably saying about him is right. So guess what? We have to surround shooters around this guy. Getting Danny Green and Seth Curry, I thought was great acquisitions. You don't think so? Danny Green is garbage. He's serviceable, my nigga. Come on, he's serviceable. He can still he can shoot, though. Come on. He can shoot. He can shoot. Danny Green is not even. Danny Green trends on Twitter every time he hits a three-pointer because they say, oh, my God, Danny Green is sighting. That's how miraculous That's how miraculous it is if Danny Green starts hitting a jump shot again. But guess what? Wherever low Danny Green goes, they win, though. So maybe that, you know, maybe he's a good luck charm. I don't mean to go in that bag, but he's not a good luck charm. Everywhere he goes, he When he played with the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron left. And when he played with the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron left. After that, though, watch. After that, what happened, though? Come on, San Antonio, stop. um, What else, stop? Um, San Antonio, stop. Um, Toronto, stop. And then the last year, the Lakers. This man's won on three teams, watch. Three teams, bro. (laughs) Do you believe Danny Green? Do you believe Danny Green bought the Magnum Force LP? My health is going. What? The health is going. Why? Why are you going there with that bag? Why would? Why would Danny Green? I don't even think he's around in '95, '96, was he? So where's that come from? Uh, I, I just want to throw a curveball. 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 That'd be big time with that one. So you, you, what about Seth Curry though? Are we? Are we going to give Seth Curry his, his respect? Great shooter. Now you like to. You always like to talk about journeyman. Is Seth Curry a journeyman three? Um, third year, yes third and no. Yes and, yes and no, because once you're, to me, when you're a junk Dallas, shooter in Dallas, Portland, league, and now Philly in the last three years. Dallas, Portland, and Philly in the wow. last three years. Is that not yeah, journeyman status? Yeah, he's going to journeyman status. I then know. you have it. That's your word. That's your word. On. It's still a great acquisition, though. It's still a great acquisition journeyman. for this team. Nah, he's running it in a climate of immortal words. My dude, if you can shoot in the rock, you're gonna get a spot in this league. You're gonna get a rock spot in and, and you can shoot. In the immortal words of three lettermen, journeyman. Oh god. What's wrong with saying that? Because that's what he is. What's wrong with saying that? You like to but say it, so why can I say it? You can say it. You can say whatever you want. I'm not I'm not disputing that he can shoot. I'm just saying he's a journeyman. You see? So my point is being a journeyman is not a negative thing. You make it a negative thing. I'm not making a negative thing. So do you agree that I'm not making a negative thing so far? But do you agree that he's a journeyman so far in this NBA? Yes. So we're like, okay, thank you. Joel Embiid, man. Are you big on Joel Embiid? Yes, I am. 
What about Dwight Howard? You like the Dwight Howard pickup? I like the Dwight Howard pickup. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love it. I love it. So you have any concerns with them giving your Brooklyn Nets a run for the money? Nope. None whatsoever. I love how you talking spicy. Okay. I'm going to hold you to that. I think Philadelphia is going to be a good team, Watts. I'm seriously. You don't think so at all? They're undefeated also like in Brooklyn. I, I, I think I think I absolutely think they're going to be one of the best four teams in the Eastern Conference. I agree with you. I just believe that Ben Simmons is going to be the reason why they don't win. That they don't win? <laughs> Sam, what's up with your hate for best? Come on, this is getting like Skip Bayless right now with, with, your, with your disdain almost for um, Ben Simmons. What's that about, brother? It's kind of crazy. Right. It's, not, it's just, it's just um, me and you watching this game not in play. That's all. Let's go to Boston, man. The Boston Celtics with my young boy, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, what else the roster? I look at this roster watch. I got some concerns. Uh, Javante Green, uh, Peyton Pritchard. Uh, I like Marcus Smart. They got Jeff Teague. I was never a Jeff Teague guy. I know you're, Kemba Walker's your boy. I don't think Kemba Walker had a great year last year with the Celtics. You were big on the Celtics getting him after the Kyrie debacle. And they got Tristan Thompson also. What do you think about the Boston Celtics watch? The time for Jason Tatum to become a superstar, to be everything you want Brandon Ingram to be, it's time for Jason Tatum to be that person, to be okay. a superstar. I believe him and Jalen Brown can be a devastating one-two punch in the league. And I believe this is the year where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown really – I believe both of these guys can have his twin. But is that enough, though? I don't know. I don't know I don't if it's enough. So. I don't think okay. it's enough. I don't like this roster. Okay. Well, how about how about this? Them losing all right. Them losing Gordon Gordon Hayward is not saying much because is that more now it's just gonna be them two now? Like they don't have to worry about really having a third option and you just play off Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and let Marcus Smart play good defense and Kimble, pull up for Kimble, threes Kimble, Walker is going to be the Kimball Walker is gonna be the third option. They have a third option. All right, so what do you think about your guy, Kimber Walker? Because I didn't think he, I didn't think he had a great year last year in Boston. Okay, he was hurt in the playoffs, and he's a third option. That's what I think. He's a third that's option. Not, that's not he's what I asked you. That's not what I asked option. you, sir. That's not what I asked you, sir. That's so this is what you. I'll say. Kimber Walker, Kimber Walker is going to be a third option on a team, and that will allow Tatum and, and Brown to flourish and become better players. So it helps the team. Flourish? Flourish. Flourish. So where do you have them hovering now? I have them as one of the I have them one of I have them as one of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. Okay. Um, let's go to three oh five Miami Dade County. You know the vibes already. The Miami Heat who went to the NBA finals last year, the Watson just for some reason acts like it was some fluke. Um, Bam, who I'm, a, I'm very big on Bam. Um, Avery Bradley pickup, I thought that was a very good acquisition. He kind of fits that Pat Riley mode and kind of playing defense and, and, and shoot. You and I are very big on Jimmy Butler. 
Um, Dragic played last year, but he didn't play in the finals at all. And I thought not having him out there, he was a leading scorer. They really needed him out there and everything. Um, Tyler Hero, I'm very big on Tyler Hero. Um, him and Duncan Robinson, those two snipers right there, they are the white version of Stephen Clay, in my opinion. Kendrick Nunn is pretty okay. You still have Iggy Dahl over there as a veteran and everything like that. I'm like, Jimmy Butler, man, I got mad love for I got mad love for Jimmy Butler, what he did in the NBA Finals, what he tried to do, man, helping that team with two games out. So I was trying to Jimmy Butler, man. Uh, talk to me about the Miami Heat, a team we have no respect for. But go ahead. I don't have any respect for the my team, the Miami Heat, but I have 1,000% respect for Jimmy Butler. And that is why I didn't want another superstar to come on the team. This team works when Jimmy Butler is the 100% unquestioned leader of the team. Well, he doesn't have to I bump heads with another superstar. With, where he I doesn't disagree. have to bump heads with another superstar. It works when he's the best player on the team. Jimmy Butler does not hold with disagree. superstars because he's too – He's too strongly nine to five, that, yeah. hardworking. He's too hard to five nine to five because if he felt any kind of way, he would stay with the Philadelphia 76ers. He left the Philadelphia 76ers because of it. He chose to leave Philly. He chose to leave two superstars. He chose. Yeah, that he but hold on, hold on, hold on. On hold Minnesota. I watched. He chose that wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Minnesota. sir. I saw an episode where him and J.J. Reddick did an episode. And he broke down why J.J. Reddick podcast. Terrible plug. And I saw J.J. Reddick talking to him. And like, it was really Brett Brown who we had issues with. He felt like Philly didn't really want him, so to speak, and everything like that. to sign him. So let's not act like – and I disagree with you. told that Jimmy Butler should be number one option only. I disagree with that. Not in this league. Not with the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks. You're bugging. How can you say that? That's crazy. He's good. Well, he's going to find out. He's going to find out when he goes against Brooklyn that Tyler Hero ain't that dude. That's what he's going to find out. We hey, Tyler ESPN Hero's not that dude. Top 100? Hey, ESPN Top 100 got Tyler Hero better than Zach Levine. The question is, does three Letterman agree with that? Does three Letterman <laughs> agree with the ESPN sports writers that say Tyler Hero and, and the Top 100 player is ranked over Zach Levine? Does three Letterman agree with that? He's a better shooter. He's a better shooter than um, Zach Levine. All right, man. You say, you, you, right. Okay. Since, okay. Since you're not being serious, I, I'm not going to be I'm not being serious by saying that Tyler Hero has a better jump shot than Adam Levine. Than John Adam Levine. Than you no, Levine? No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have a better jump shot. Are you serious? Zach Levine. Zach Levine. You don't watch basketball. Zach Levine. You don't watch basketball. Zach Levine can shoot. You're telling me I don't watch basketball. I watch Zach Levine. You watch Tyler Hero. This is different. This is different. I watch Tyler Levine and you watch Tyler Hero. Are you telling me there's no difference? Yo, dog, hold on a second. Hold on. What is your problem with Tyler Hero, though? Dog, in a league where you got to shoot the rock and shoot the three point shot. You don't respect Tyler Hero no watch? Because you've Let me you ask always question. on him what, to you, when you ever get a chance What to. does Tyler Hero do? What does Tyler Hero do that Robert Covington doesn't do? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm dead I'm taking serious. Tyler Hero. I'm, take, I'm, I'm taking Tyler Hero over Robert Covington. And, and tell me, tell I'm me sorry. why you're taking Tyler I'm Hero over, over Covington. Based on what? He has a better game. He has a better game. 
what, what, wait a minute. What do you mean better game? Can Covington not a better shoot? offensive game. He's a better offensive game than Robert Covington. And if you think Tyler Hero doesn't have – Tyler Hero's nice, man. I don't care what you're saying. You're going to find – you, guess what? You're actually going to find out this year how bad that boy is. When you see him shooting like 6'3", and that, you're like, what the fuck? Trust me on that. That dude is wet. You don't respect him and um, – what's his name? Duncan, Duncan Robinson? The snipers? No. That, no? How? How don't you watch? Because they're a product of an underachieving Milwaukee Bucks team. They had no business being in the finals. They were a joke. They got beaten five. They should have never beat the Milwaukee Bucks. The Milwaukee Bucks choked. I don't give Cinderella teams props. My nigga, you call them a Cinderella team? How are they a Cinderella team, Mark? That don't make no sense. Because they got they, because because they they overachieved and beat a team they wasn't supposed to beat. They beat the team with the best record in the NBA. They were not supposed to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. That's overachieving. And then when LeBron saw how garbage they was, he got them up out of there in five games. Yeah, man. All right, well, let's go ahead, man. Uh, Atlanta Hawks, man, talk to me, man. Your boy Trey Ice Trey Trey Burke Rondo's over there. Talk to me, man. Nothing to talk about. They're a young team. There's absolutely nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. There's like nothing to add at all. Nothing to add at all. They're a young team. There's nothing to add at all. What do you mean? Is that the okay? Wow. That's that's. Thanks for bringing that to the to the, um. You act like. Let me tell what you acting like. Let me tell what you acting like. You acting like this is young. This is Penny in his first year and Shaq in his second year. You acting like this is. Alonzo Mourning in his second year and Larry Johnson in his first year. That's a young team with a foundation that's going somewhere. Um, family, ain't family, that. family, family. Um, the Bogdan, Bogdanovich pickup was good, I thought. The Gallinari pickup I thought was pretty good. The Rondo pickup was pretty good. I mean, let's be real. Atlanta's not a place as known as a basketball town, but I do like the acquisitions they have. And I can see this team fighting for the six, seven, or eight seed watch. In Eastern Conference. Okay. That's cool. Rondo, Listen, Cam and, Reddish. And, and, and the JV League? In the JV League? It's very possible. Oh, okay. I agree with that. Do you like Rondo tutoring? Are you, are you, are you no. here for that? No. No. Cause he, because he there's nothing to tutor. Trey Young is ice train. Trey Young, there's nothing Rondo would <laughs> teach Trey Young. Trey Young is <laughs> ice train already. Wait a minute, sir. You, so, so Rondo can't teach Young Trey Young, nothing. No, no, no. He can't teach him nothing. You're nothing. You're bugging. You're bugging. Don't get it to Yo, my man. He's great. You don't need no mentor. He's great. Young nothing. You're great. We don't need no mentor. He's great. He don't need no mentor. He's great. His game is great. He's starting to play. He don't need Rondo. Rondo's a maniac. So that's why LeBron let him go. That's why LeBron let Rondo go. All right, man. Let's That's go to Chocolate City right quick, man. Let's go to Chocolate City right quick, man. Um, the I have concerns, Wizards, man. I, I, um, I have concerns. I have concerns. Deal someone you're very big on, right? I'm the acquisition yeah. of Russell Westbrook. And as I look at that, I do not like this roster. Is Smith? Come on, man. Okay. Um, doesn't have, doesn't, Burton's can shoot. They don't have a good Davis roster. Davis Burton's can shoot. Davis Burton can shoot. Uh, Robin Lopez, okay, journeyman. 
Um, Jerome Robinson. Yeah, talking to the Wizards with Russ. This is not this, Bradley. This, this is not a. This is this is not a team that is going to be in any serious contention. Uh, they don't have a good squad. They have two players. Uh, Russell Westbrook is no longer the player he used to be, according to you. He's on the downside of his career, according to you. And um, I don't see the team doing anything. I don't see this team doing anything. I thought you were big on this team. What happened? Are you being sarcastic? I'm big on the players. I'm big on the players. I'm big on on the individual players. I'm a big fan of Bradley Beal. I love Russell Westbrook. But according to you, Russell Westbrook is no longer that player. You don't trust Russell Westbrook's mental acumen. So based on your philosophy and what you think, I don't see this team going anywhere. Playoffs? No, I don't see it. No playoffs? Watch, you got you, you really. Can you explain to me, dog? I'm really shocked. I thought you were big on 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 the Wizards. You were big. I'm big what on happened? the backcourt. I think it'll be I think it'll be fun to watch a backcourt of two of my favorite players in the NBA. They just don't have a crew. You gotta have a crew. Like 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 Keith Murray said, you got a crew. You better tell them. <laughs> All right, let's go to Hicktown, the Indiana Pacers, man. Um Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon is over there from Milwaukee. He's been second year over there, and he's pretty good. Uh, Justin Holiday, Drew's brother, Jeremy Lamb. Um, obviously, Victor Oladipo spares that squad over there, man. T.J. Warren's pretty good. I'll talk to you, man. The Pacers, man. Nothing to talk about, B. I have no interest in the Pacers this year. <laughs> All right. Um, Nothing, no interest at all? None. Yeah. Oh. All right, I got to go ahead, man. The Charlotte Hornets, man, talk to him. He's getting blown out right now, 63 to 49 right now in preseason basketball against the um, Orlando Magic. But talk to me about the Charlotte the most, the, the most, Choke. The most exciting player in the NBA plays for the Charlotte that's, Hornets. That's, that's, that's crazy. The, the, the most that? exciting, thrilling, most fun watch player to watch in the NBA plays for the Charlotte Hornets. Can walk in his, name, his name is LaMelo Ball, and let me tell you all this. He's my favorite player in the NBA to watch. I get more hyped, oh, stop more it, excited stop it, stop it, to watch LaMelo Ball than any player in the NBA. Watching LaMelo Ball play gets me hype. You know how hype I get? My nigga, stop it, man. Every stop it. Highlight, really? Every highlight LaMelo Ball, you know what I do? I go to the YouTube clip and I immediately send it to Three Letterman and I try to have conversations yes, with him about it. Yes, he does. That's yes, how he does. Hype yes, he does. I am. Like hype jumping up and down, the behind-the-back passes, the effortless threes, the fact that he's legitimately 6'8 with the handle. I told you he was Trey Young, but a 6'8 version relax, of Relax, relax, relax. I may have to transfer that. He's Anthony Hardaway. That's what he is. Yo, son. Hey, nah, nah, we're not doing that. Hardaway. We're not doing that. that we're not doing that. We're not doing that. 
with a deeper three. So you heard I it from me first. LaMelo Ball is Anthony Hardaway. He got the I handle. I hate when you anoint dog. these young boys, man. What? I what? Let me ask you a question. I hate when what? you anoint these young boys like this, man. I hate it. Let me ask you a question. When I sent you those highlights when he had 18 points in that game, were you not impressed with the no-look ass? Yes, I was. But you're going into another bag that's crazy, though, son. He was individual Lob City. He brought Lob City to Charlotte. LaMelo single-handedly brought Lob City to Charlotte. Lob the no-look, the hesitations, the behind-the-back. Yo, he has shown – let me ask you a question. Did he not – everything I said, has he not shown you the, 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 the no-looks, the alleys? The, the, the three, everything I'm saying, he's shown it in preseason. I am really to watch the mellow ball. Well, are you hyped in the squad with the um Kendrick, Keandre Cook, no, and Miles Bridges, no, 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 no. and Malik Monk? No, 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 no. Not, but, but let me tell you why I love the squad. I love the squad. Let me tell you why I love the squad. I love the squad because it's a young squad, and that means it's his peers. So he doesn't have some veterans who are miserable and unhappy and want to win a championship right now. There's no championship aspirations on the Charlotte Hornets. So that means it's a bunch of young dudes who are happy to be alive playing basketball and having fun. You don't have these veterans over here. I need you with a playoff game. I need nah. These young dudes having fun, and I'm telling you, it's going to be marvelous. If you watch any of his highlights and you see every time he shoots. He looks at the bench. Look how hyped the bench is. Oh, my is. God. Son, relax already, they all man. Young relax boys. with this. All, oh, my God. Relax. LaMelo Ball, the most thrilling, exciting player in the NBA. This is just disgusting. I cannot believe you just published young man like, like this. I got to take this part out when I, when I drop this, man. I've got to put this out there, how you just – Act like this man. Oh, my. I cannot wait to put this out. All right, man. One more team that I want to talk about is my team. Yes, the New York Knickerbockers. And I'm going to say this, man. Yo, man, I like what Coach Tibbs is doing so far. With all you fake-ass Brooklyn Nets fans out there, it doesn't matter how much you got Kyrie and Kevin Durant. New York New York Knicks basketball still runs deep in New York City. Am I lying? Watch, you know it does. You try to front like it doesn't. But it does. I, um, R.J. Barrett, some guy you you were big on with Zion. You were big. Yes, you were. You might not like the Knicks, but you were big on R.J. Barrett this freshman year in Duke. In fact, you were big on R.J. Barrett before a lot of people. I'll give you that. Uh, Reggie Bullock is okay. Uh, Kevin Knox shot six threes last night. Love that. Um, I like the Noel Nowens pickup with him and Mitchell, Mitchell Robinson um, fighting for the center position. Um, and I think we have a point guard with Emmanuel quickly, man. I love all the talk about OB topping and everything, man. Nick fans, let me tell you, man. Emmanuel, quickly, man, he showed me a lot. 22 points, five assists last night. What do you think my next watch? I, I, I refer to all Nick expertise to you. Mm-hmm. I live in New York City, and I do not watch the Knicks. I don't read about the Knicks. <laughs> I know nothing about the Knicks. I don't follow the Knicks. That's, I am Brooklyn terrible, to like D I E. Is Brooklyn <laughs> in the house without a doubt? 
KD and Kyrie are the basketball players everybody want to yap about. That's what's going on. So when it comes to the New York, really? the New York Knicks, I leave that to you and Spike Lee. That's who I leave that no. to. You know everything about them. I know nothing about them. I do not follow them. Don't want to follow them. But you like R.J. Barrett, though. I do like R.J. Barrett. And when R.J. Barrett gets busy, I get hyped. You can get him busy on your front, though. Working on those free throws also. You know what I mean? So that's what it is, man. NBA talk, man. Um, I can't wait for the season to start. Watch. Can't wait when you're not going to watch talk about these games and everything like that. I'm excited, man. I'm very excited to watch some ball, man. All right, watch, man. I uh, appreciate your time, man. Let's go to Jersey Brick City, New Jerusalem. It's funny, watch. I spoke to Ransom last night, interviewed Ransom last night, and we're talking about the Jersey contention of MCs. And obviously, when you think of Jersey, you have the poor righteous teachers, you have leaders, I mean, leaders, excuse me, Lord of the Underground, Rod Degger, um, Pace One, and things of that nature. Um, really by nature and all that. Um, but I would say this, man, is a guy that you had on your number one rapper MC in the nineties. Yes. Watch his number one guy in the nineties. If you have not listened to that episode, that's one of my favorite episodes that we did. And shameless plug again, me and Watson will be doing our top albums of the year. So the rest of you niggas fall back. I say Reggie Noble, Redman Watts. You say what, my G? When me and you did our top MCs of the 90s, Redman was my number one MC of the decade of the 90s. And the reason why I said that is because I said for the duration in the entire decade of the 90s, Redman was there. So, for example, where niggas argue all day who's the best MCs, Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas, me and Three Letterman, this is not my opinion. In fact, Redman had an album, a solo album out before Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. Redman right. was a successful artist before Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. Redman right. came out before all of them. So for the start of Redman's career, he's been dead nice. One thing Redman has over a lot of artists, too, is Redman wasn't, didn't come out and have to improve and get better, and later on as an MC became better, he was dead That's nice from the first time we ever heard him. Like That's there was no, he, oh, he got to get better or he gets better. He was immediately dead nice. So the first time I heard him was on an EPMD album, one of my favorite rap groups of all time, with one of the greatest rapper producers of all time. His name is Eric Sermon, a.k.a. the Green Eyed Bandit. And they, he was on a song called Brothers on My Jock and on a song called Hardcore. And as a fanatical EPMD fan, the number one EPMD fan in hip-hop, I loved hearing this dude who I didn't know who he was. I just heard the way he was rapping on Brothers on My Jock and on Hardcore. And I memorized those verses, and I used to rap them all the time. I was like, who is this dude? It's some dude named Redman. And from there, he just got better, and just that's the start of it. So... EPMD comes out with the second album, Business Ever Personal, and they have a song called Headbangers. Classic. It is a five mic, five mic song. undisputed five song. Mic song. Uh, my question to you is, do you think it's a better song than Swagger Like Us? Yes, I think. I, I, I mean, let's be real. I, of course I do. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it here, though. 
I got that song is better than Scenario. I know people love saying Scenario. And Scenario is a classic watch, and that's easy to say to me. But I love Headbang. I think that's one of the most underrated hip-hop. Niggas be going bad from TV, and I, and I love that, and I, and, I, and I get it, man. But Headbanger to me, man, listen, man, that and the symphony to me are like one of my favorite posse cuts of all time. I really love when Red Headbanger. Man said, you know? When Redman said, because I get wrecked with the tech, with the blunt and wet, and what you see is what you get, and what you get in this ass kick, nigga. That nigga. was... Yo, when I heard Why that, yes, the red man is what they call me. Whipping call with me. the style like I had cerebral palsy. The palsy. Lullaby, your stupid eye. Rockabye, baby. My baby. man, I'll tell you right now. It was a verse of the It was a five mic verse. It was a five mic pocket yeah, verse. Five. I agree with everything you said. I can. I will put that song against Band from TV. I will put that song yeah, against man. any possible. I will put that song against Eye for an Eye. I will put it against yep. Rebel Intercourse. Yep. I will put yep. Headbangers bar for bar yep. as a posse cut against any posse. I will put it against Serial Killer off of Doggy Style. Yep. I will put it against yep. any song in hip-hop history. And the person who picked the last verse was the funk doctor, spot the punk cock lyricist, Redman, a.k.a. Reggie Noble. And I'm telling you, from that moment on, I was a fanatical. Anything Redman could do, I knew him. Star was born. Yep. Okay? Star was born. And guess what? And me and you knew it. And me and you knew it. And we was Mm -hmm. freaked out for the first album. So, the Green Eye Band. So what what was happening is EPMD broke up. So EPMD breaks up, and it's like, geez, they break up at the height, at the absolute height of their career with this squad. But Red yeah, Man that was kind goes of, with Eric Sermon. That was hurtful. Yeah. But Red Man goes with Eric Sermon. It was almost like, like Rockefeller, like, are you going to go with Dane or are you going to go with Jay? It was almost like one of those things with, with, with um, Death Squad. You know what I mean? You yeah, know, I Eric Sermon. I thought all the ill niggas on Eat Double I ain't always you. Well, I thought Das Effects was ill niggas, and they went with PMD, and I and I bought everybody's album. So, to me, mine, I picked mine, no mine side. Is, mine, mine is I Doc. Mine is no Doc. side. Picked no side. No, I'm not picking like sides, but I'm just looking at the end of it. Like, no, but listen, if you're going to go Red, if Red Man's going to slide with you, though, <laughs> you're, 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 that's like the number one draft pick, in my opinion. If Red Man is going to go with Eric Sermon, that's a W. Let me explain something to y'all about 1992 so I can understand it. Das Effects drops a classic album. EPMD drops a classic album. And Redman drops a classic album. Three albums came out from my favorite rap group from that click. That's 1992. That's MVP. Hold talk. on, hold on. Eric Sermon. Um, wait a minute, though. K-Soul dropped an album also. It can't hold the back album. It's fire. I love that shit. It wasn't as good as Dead Serious by Das Effects or what the album, in my opinion. Uh, I love but it was like fire. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not disputing it. I'm just telling you I don't think it was better than Das Effects' first album or Redman's first album. That's what I'm saying. Um, so now let's get to Redman's first album, produced by the Green-Eyed Bandit. Let's uh, talk about the singles. First single, Blow Your Mind. Press rewind if I hadn't blown your mind. I get biz with the skin. I DJ like quick. You remember out, that? Yes, he was talking about DJ Quick from the West Coast. Yes, out the gate with a five mic song. First single out the gate with a five mic song. 
Did you? So you like you like you like the press one fan going on? What did you think about yeah. his second single sampling Cypress Hill? Time for some action? Are you serious, my nigga? Come on, son. That's another five mic song right there. Tell the people. Tell the people, man. Tell the people. They got to know. That's a five mic song. Time for some action. Time for some action right now. If I hear it right now, I'm going to get lit. I'm going to get hyped. It's like them songs that you just, like you said, the the, the Cypress Hill Be Real sample, man. That's that right there. It's just magical. That's that's, that's S-E-Double, right? Eric Sherman, right? Am I bugging on that? Of course. That's no, you're crazy, not bugging. Shout out to Eric Sermon again, man. Shout out to Eric Sermon again, man. Jesus Christ, man. Shout out to E Double, man. That's a five like song. By Eric Sermon. Um, what do you think about his third single, Tonight's the Night, produced by Eric Sermon? God damn it. Another one. Dogs, your fam. Yo, let's be real, man. For all the talk we talk about Red Man, first three albums, we're getting, we're talking about that right now. These first couple singles the watch out the gate from Red Man is just it's some fire shit. We're in the era right now where these niggas right now, and I hate to sound like the old man in hip-hop, but a lot of niggas will give you one single, and it's I. Right, they can't have a backup and have another backup. Red Bank have a backup, backup, backup. And you can say all three of them, I can make the argument that Tonight's the Night was better than his first two singles. I can make that argument. Am I, I'm not off by saying Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Um, what did you think about uh, his song co-produced by P-Rock, How to Roll the Blunt? Listen, man, this is like young boy era time. And just to hear somebody talk about how to roll a blunt, teacher telling niggas how to roll up a split is just hilarious to me. It just showed you the creative side of Buster Rock. I mean, Buster Rock, of Red Man. It showed you the real creative side of Reggie Noble, man, to make a song like that. And, you know, Red Man to me, as we're talking right now, he gives you all kind of vibes, man. He gives you himself, Reggie Noble. But there's a splash of Old Dirty Bastard in him. There's a splash of Buster Rhymes in him. There's a splash of, of all those guys, you know what I'm saying, that I, I equate Redman to, man. Just a very – and I see why, as we talk more about him, why you had him as number one, and more than I'm thinking about it now, in the 90s, I can understand why you had Redman. Anybody had a problem, you pick a Redman at number one. You sound damn foolish. I'm not saying nobody did, but I can understand why you had Redman. He's just – dog, to have three singles out the gate like this, it's fire, my and, nigga. And, 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 and my justification for it is he was before everybody else. And he stayed consistent yes. for the entire decade. It's not, there's no point in the 90s where Redman, where you felt Redman don't have it no more. This ain't really hit at all. Oh, I don't like this verse. Yep. There, there was never yep. a period. So then let's let's fast forward to his second album. Uh, there was a dark side. Um, right. Can you talk to me about that album? Any anything you liked on that album? I love the lot of songs on this album. Wow. Majority mm-hmm. produced. By Redman. Let's talk about Redman's production. Back. Yo, he see, doesn't get credit now, this as where, a producer. This is, and I'm glad you brought that up because I don't think Redman gets talked about. Listen, you and I always talk about Eric Sermon not getting his flowers for production, though. But for Redman, I mean, and it's funny, though, you and I back in this time, are we really sitting there like, damn, Redman's really producing his album, but now that we're older and have knowledge of music, Redman is that dude. You're out here making, you're, you're a top five MC. And you still make a production for yourself on an album where some people, listen, Marv D try to say space dog ghost shit and everything like that. But for the most part, man, I knew a lot of people got, there's a dark side of a five month album. Like you have songs like Green Island. What was the first thing about here? Watch. Can't wait. 
right? That was the first single? No, the first Funkorama. Was it Rockefeller? Rockefeller, right? Yeah, Rockefeller, 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 Rockefeller. Rockefeller, Rockefeller, right, right. So that's the first dope single I have, in my opinion. I love Rockefeller. I know you did, too, right? I did, too. Now, you know what I like? When you said, so, me and you immediately knew when Big Noy was like, I'm sick and tired of that spaced out shit. I take a rocket up in yes. your ass and give you a... I didn't co that. We knew... I didn't co-sign We that. knew he was talking about cosmic slop with Eric Sermon yes. and Keith Murray. Yes. We, it's yes. obvious he's talking about that song because we yep. know Prodigy and Keith Murray have. We know that you halfway cooks with bad looks. We know that Red Man took shots at them. Like so, we understood that came from this album. Yep. Um, the subliminals, so the subliminals were there. Yeah, the subliminals were there. First of all, tell people how dope "We Run New York" featuring Hurricane G was. Listen, man, I think that's another. That was one of my. You know, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's one of my favorite songs on that album, man. "We Run New York" with Hurricane G. I love that song. I ain't gonna hold you, man. I love Can't Wait. I love Green Island. I like a lot of songs on here, son. This is a very dope album, I love, man. I love the album Slop. cover. Let, let me tell you. Cosmic Slop. Yes, I do. I, I remember. Oh, I, have, I have. Did you, like, yeah. did you like Superman Level Part 2? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I love the Superman Lover uh, series because it was following in the footsteps of EPMD when they did Jane on every album, right? Yes, Jane, yes. We killed Jane and everything. EPMD yep, did yep, Jane yep, on yep. every album. Mm-hmm. Red Man was doing his mm-hmm. Superman Lover series on every album. Yep. Um, yep. The first song the first song on here, which I love so much, was what he called Bob Your Head to This. And I saw uh. Red Man got so busy. And he said something that meant everything to me. And I'm going to tell you what he said. He said, and this was in 1994, this is what he said. I give props to real MC like KRS-One, Cool G Rap, Shot Shorty, Buster Rhymes. Those were the four MCs that he shouted out in 1994. So that's giving you guys an, an idea of the, how hip-hop was thought of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, dope album. So, 1995, he linked up with Red. He linked up with Method Man and do How Hot. How important was How Hot to hip hop? First of all, let me before we go there, let me say this. I thought the Red Man and Method Man connection off the rip. I was just happy to see that. I was just happy to see Red Man and Method Man link up, man. Until this day, they still boys. I just love that that dynamic, though, man. But How Hot. Once again, we talk about collaboration songs. We talk about guys who want to. We talk about guys on top of their game. We're talking about two ill MCs going at it. You know, once again, we can go Brooklyn. Niggas love Brooklyn's finest. But how high was maybe bigger than that song? Was it not watched? Like, everyone loved. Would you, would I, am I wrong for saying that? Okay, so check this out, y'all. You, said, than, uh, you said something very great. <laughs> you said something very great. How high was a bigger song? Than Brooklyn's Finest, and the reason why it was the biggest song in Brooklyn's Finest because they never they never released Brooklyn's Finest as a single. Right, so we right, really don't know right. how big Brooklyn's Finest could have been. Now I'm gonna tell you like this: I know for a fact Brooklyn's Finest shook the streets up, shook it up. I know this, but how mm-hmm. high actually was released as a commercial single, sold radio play, they performed it. It was a big deal. They did two versions. 
They did a version. My nigga, that's a Hall of Fame. That's a Hall of Fame song. That's a Hall of Fame. They did a version. Yeah, they did a version with Redman, just Mob D. You halfway crooks with bad looks. I break some more proper. Yeah. Ask Biggie Smoke, yeah. shot you. The punk doctor with the 12 gay monster. You know me and you knew he was Whoa. talking about Mob D. We knew it. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, So that song was huge. It was on the show soundtrack, and that was a big deal. So at this point, how are you looking at Redman as an MC? We're in the middle. Now, mind you, we're in the middle of 19. We're in 1995. He's already dropped two albums. He's now he's connected with with uh, Method Man. How are you viewing uh, in 1995 in your mind? Well, how would you view you Red and Man? I? You and I always go in a bag of people sitting at the table, right? We always talking about who was sitting at the table with this person. Niggas would be happy to sit at the table, Red Man, around this time because Red Man, at this point, is big as as big as um, Nas, as big as Buckshot, all those MCs you talked about. He's just as great as them. So I'm pretty sure when he heard, when those guys heard Redman shouting them out, like, yo, their fellow colleague who's nice, you get what I'm saying? They respected the fact Redman did that. I had Redman just as dead as nice as any MC in New York City at the time. Like, facts. He just was great as any of these niggas. Top three, top five, you want to go in that bag, but Redman was well-respected as a rapper, as an MC. So uh, you coming out with two dope albums, my nigga, back-to-back, I got to salute you on that. I have to. Now, let's go to the following year, 1996. The yeah, year nice it was written yeah. comes out. The year Reasonable Doubt comes out. The year All Eyes on Me comes out. The year The mm-hmm. Score comes out. Well, in 1996, wow. after all those albums came out, those albums are out, Redman drops his third album, Muddy Waters. What did you think wow, about that it. album? I'm like, how do you how do you maintain being consistent like this? Like, we're just gonna use the so word consistent now because. I so here's what I want to say to you. Here's what, what I think Here's what I want to say to you. Before you listen to this album, you had already been playing. It was written, "Reasonable Doubt" in "Once Upon a Time in America." You had been already playing the album. Playing busters out. You were these are albums that was already in your heavy rotation, and then you get Redman's album Muddy Waters. In your mind, did you feel Redman was as nice as those MCs while you were listening to Muddy Waters? I think he was dumb nice. I think he was like I said once again. He's already had his name established as that dude, and when you drop an album like Muddy Waters, and correct me if I'm wrong. The first single was the joint with him and K Solo, right? Yes, it was. And that joint right there is another slept on album. Redman got a lot of slept on collaborations, my dude. Now that I'm doing the knowledge to it, so me, I mean, if you're in the know, you know. But if you go back and really do the knowledge, is what I'm saying. If you know, you know, right, Watch? But if you sit back and really reflect, like we're doing right now, Redman got some fucking phenomenal collaborations on his resume, my nigga. Now, now this album, this album was mainly oh, produced oh, by sidebar, Eric Sermon. Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Technically, this is my favorite Redman album. Okay, okay, and it's it's my favorite Redman album too. Uh, I thought the first song "Is He for Real" uh, that was a Woo. beat that the Roots had used Woo. earlier. Uh, I liked "Rock the Spot," and if you want to know how Redman felt about Biggie, hit the song "Rock the Spot." 
because Biggie's Biggie's big, they sample Biggie's voice. Who rocked the spot? Who rocked the spot? Now I want to get back to the first single. The first single originally did not have K Solo on it. It had um, it had Milk D from Audio Two on the hook Audio Two on the sample. That's mm. how it is. That's how it is. That's it is. That's 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 what it was. And Redman spit three verses, and it would have been an amazing song if it was just Redman by himself. And he decided to alley oop K Solo, and give and bring K Solo back into the consciousness. And they just went back to back on MCing. That's the kind of hip hop right. I love. Two MCs just getting busy. Um, there's a song on here that me and you talk about. What did you think about the song Smoke Buddha? Smoke Buddha, Smoke Buddha, Smoke Buddha. That's my, yo, my nigga, I'm sorry. Yo, let me say this also, man, for my weehead niggas I have. Redman, I'm going here with it. Redman got the top three weed songs of all time in hip-hop history. When it comes to talking about weed, he's like the weed connoisseur of raps. Like, he's, to me, one of the forefathers of weed raps. Yeah, I got Reggie Noble in there, man. Love Smoke Buddha, man. Love that song, man. What did you What did you think about the song Whatever, man? What did you think about the song with Whatever, Love, man? Whatever, man. The blues whatever, man. video. With Method yeah, yeah, Man yeah, within yeah, the yeah, video. Yeah. Produce, yeah, produced the, the, the by brothers. Eric Sermon. Yes. Produced Once by again, Eric Sermon. Are we going to give Eric Sermon a props? Shout out to E-Double. No, we're going to give Eric Sermon a props as a producer. Yeah, man. Yeah. So now I'm going to say this now. So. There's a song on here he has with Method Man called Do What You Feel and I'm going to follow. Now, let dogs, me make this statement produced, produced dogs, by Proz. Dogs, I like that song, my nigga. A lot. A I lot. will argue. In my suicide I voice. will argue. I will argue that this is a top three Red Man, Method Man song of all I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Of all dogs, can we, can we be real? That song is better than some songs on Blackout album. I'm going there with it. I'll take it so I'll take it even a step further. It might be better than everything on Black Album. That's how I'm great this song is. I'm not mad at that, though, son. It has four five mic verses. <laughs> they both spit two verses. <laughs> and let me tell you something, man. Method Man and Red Man were a perfect combination. So to all you guys, y'all hear me and me talking, and we always talk about rain ghosts. Always talk about Rand Ghost and Jada and Style. Let's be very clear. Yeah. Messy Man and yeah. Man did not play the backseat to them at all. They played I, I the backseat. With that. And if anything, they actually were the more successful of all of them. Because they, and I'm, and they you know what, when we get to I'm, the, I'm so glad. Yeah. My nigga, I'm so glad you're saying this, man. I mean, that's genuinely, man. Because a lot of times as hip-hop dudes, you know, we go into the Ray Ghost bag. We go into the Havoc and P bag. We go into even Benny and, and Spash and, and all this here, Conway and Benny and everything like that. But Redman and Method Man, I don't think they get talked about as enough as a tandem that we really enjoyed, my nigga. We're happy when they linked up. It's not really We're happy enjoyed. with the music. Because they, I we love them on solos. Method Man, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. And, and, and like you said, the song, if people don't know what we're talking about, I'm telling y'all right now, do what you feel and I'm a follow. It's to me a all time, all time great hip hop song. All time great. Um, so I think just this the whole production, Eric Sermon, this is like just this is I agree with you, it's my favorite 
It's my favorite Red Man album. So, what what did you think about Red Man and the Death Squad when the Death Squad would get together? What did you think about his verses with the Death Squad? I'm gonna be real with you. I thought Reggie was the how can I say this respectfully? No disrespect to nobody else, but he just was just a better MC. I don't want to say better MC, man. It just Red Man to me. Listen, watch. Can I, can we go here for a second, though? As much as we give kids props for saying not spinning one whack verse in the 90s, can I put Redman at the table with that conversation also? I, I, no, 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 no. You because a lot of niggas with legitimate kids. Why can't I put Redman in there, Prodigy? And I could put a lot of niggas in there, but we're talking about Redman right now, Redman appreciation right now. But I put Redman in that box also, bro. We'll Redman was sticky fingers and niggas right like now. that. The way Jadakiss gets respected by all these guys, Redman, I can go ahead and I can say Redman was arguably one of the most respected MCs in the I would agree with that. West Coast respected I would agree him. With that. West Coast West Coast MCs rocked with him. He got songs with MC8. That's fire. Two he box. got songs. Oh, guess what, y'all? Guess what, y'all? He's on Pac's album. He's on Pac's album. Oh, He's, He's on Pac's album because Tupac wanted him on the album. He's on Pac's album because Tupac wanted him on the album. And let's like, be real. Like, yeah, I mean, to piggyback on what you're saying, watch. To piggyback on what you're saying, when during all the East Coast West Coast shit was going on, and I was telling Billy Dan's this also when we, when I interviewed him, niggas was not dissing Redman. Niggas did not take a shot at Redman, and there was no Redman slander from nobody. You know what I'm saying? Redman had more beef inside his own city than when the West Coast East Coast shit was going on. You know what I'm saying? And Jermaine Dupri, the more that I'm listening. To, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, keep going. No, so what I was going to say was, in terms of Redman's guest verses, Redman had so many guest verses in the 90s. Another guest verse where a host reached out to him, Jermaine Dupri reached out to him when Criss Cross was still a popular group. Yes, y'all, there was wow. common hip-hop where Criss Cross was one of the biggest rap groups, and they had a song called Tonight. Fact. And Redman was on the remix, and he bodied it. Yeah, I was born to beat up scenes down to oblivion. Nobody beats the superb. <laughs> like, he's no, yeah, yeah. a fire You remember Red that song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Man did for the fireverse. I'm not going to hold you, man. That's what I'm saying, watch. So by night, we talk about Jada Kiss with not spinning one back, one back verse in the 90s. I got to put Red Man in that conversation, bro. And I'm comfortable saying that because I don't think there's nothing they were spitting that was whack. I love and let me and let me say this also. Redman is very slept on as a live performer. I seen Red Redman twice live perform and I was not disappointed. Let me just throw that out there. Give Reggie his props. Okay. On, on, on live performance also. So have I. I saw Redman perform in nineteen ninety six in mm-hmm. Raleigh, North Carolina. He was on tour mm-hmm. with brand Nubians. That's a fact. I mm. was there. I saw it. I saw and Red Man. Red I saw Man and the Fuji's. It's, it's dope. Dope. Super dope. So let's go to um. So let me tell you something about Red Man that people are sleeping about. He was a prolific recording artist. So mind you, we already got into '96, right? Do y'all know in 1998 he dropped two albums? He dropped the El Nino yeah, album, did. which was the Death Squad album that me and you was talking about. Yes, and did. by the way. Mm-hmm. You know about it. I like the song for cooperation. No, nah, you love You know that they album. got a song with Vibe with us featuring Too Short. You know Too Short is battling E40. Too Short is on that album. Right. Oh, they have they did rhyming with the Biz over that I love. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, 
can I just say something? How much I love the original version of Robin with the Biz, though. I just got to throw that out there because it was going in that bag. The original version of Robin with the Biz, I love that song. But again, it was. But they did, they did the no, no, no. You're, version you're, over you're right, and I love that they did the version over. I remember full cooperation because DJ Clue played it on, on the tape. Um, I love that they did Death Squad Delight, which was a salute to Rapper's Delight. You know what I'm saying? So I really enjoyed yeah. this album with Keith Redman and, you know, my man Little Jamal. I don't know why you don't talk about Little Jamal, but, uh, you know, why you don't talk about my man Little Jamal, man? Um, I, you know, it's funny. I think we've never, been, we've never talked about Jamal like that, have we? At all? Oh, my God. Have we? <laughs> no, but, have but we he, he has some You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, so I just want to highlight that. I thought Redman was super, super dope on this album. Now, this is where people people seem not to have really loved his fourth album. They thought it was too he was trying to be too comedic. Yeah, I felt people thought he was trying to be too comedic. I don't know what. But he always you know was a comedic though. I know, and you know, the single had the had the had the um. I'll be that. I'll be that. Was the first single. I'll be that. Was the first single. Right, which wasn't that what, bad. What do you think about the video? Which wasn't that bad. What do you think? I did like the video was more comedic again, but here's the thing about the comedic thing you're saying. Redman always been comedic though, so what are we saying though? He's always showing that comedic that was, side of him. That, that was him being that was him being very comedic. Um, on the album, I'm gonna say this: I absolutely love the goodness with Buster Rhymes. This is one the of goodness those. Is fire. Another slept on. Yo, the goodness. This is another was a very good song. And Jersey yo, Jersey is my. Show. Once upon up in Jersey, yo, at the Coast and, who, Rico, and he I was paying Jersey, homage, yo. and he was paying homage to Ice Cube. I love that Jersey, song. Yeah. Was paying homage to Ice Cube. You know yep, what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Um, right, this is right. another album. By the way, we're in 1998. This is two That's albums crazy. now, majorly produced by Eric Sermon. Like, it's hard to talk about Redman and not talk about Eric Sermon, man. Like, this is a Redman appreciation, but yep. somebody had to produce these songs. Eric yep. Sermon is in yep. the building producing a lot of these songs, a lot of Shout these songs. Double, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, by the way, I love the third single, Let the Monkeys Out. That's one of my favorite songs off that album, by the way. I let the monkeys out. I like that song. I like that song. I'm not going to hold you. I like, actually like that song, Watts. I ain't going to hold you. I like that Now, song. because... Now, now I'm going to go here. So that's 98. So he drops two albums basically in 1998. And then in 1999, to end off the decade, he drops the Atomic Bomb, as far as I'm concerned, with Method Man, the Blackout album. Give me your thoughts yeah, on the Blackout man. album, co-produced by The Resurrector and Eric Sermon. Listen, man, I think, let's, let's be real, when we found out that Red Man and Method Man was dropping the album, Everybody was ecstatic about that. I don't know one person that was mad. Oh, my God. Red Man and Method Man doing the album. Boo, I can't. I, like, no. Everybody was in the same mind frame. That I cannot wait when this drops. Um, I'm going to be real with you, son. This is definitely a strong four mics. I'm leaning four and a half. I could, lead, I could say four and a half, but I'm definitely saying a strong four. But I'm not mad at four and a half. I, I'm really not at all. This is okay, a very dope so, album. So to me, to me, this is a four and a half mic album to me. I'm not mad that. And, and, and not, not only is it a four and a half, four and a half mic album to me, it's a classic album to me. It's a personal 
classic album to me. So you have basically two of my favorite and two MCs who I thought were the best MCs of the 90s. These were guys who were literally at the yep. table with Method Man, Red Man, Nas. Like, they, they, were, they were standing ball for ball with them eye to eye. Oh. Just, you, you, everybody. Like, and you got two of these guys who came together and made an album. And I'm going to tell you right now, that song Blackout is one of my favorite uh, Method Man yeah, songs of all time. I love Blackout. It's one of my favorite. I thought that Eric Sermon beat was fire. And I thought the lyricism on this was, man, this album was so great to me. Some days I feel Method Man body them, and other days I think Red Man body them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's awesome, right? It's one of those albums. You know, it's like watching a good battle where one day you thought one opponent won, and then you thought the other opponent won. And let me say this also, Watts, as much as we, as much as I, I love Hove, you know what I mean? Love Nas, love Big. Love the mob, so I'm not going to just. I love you know, all those guys right there, man. But we have to make it be seen right now in the Red Man appreciation. As much as I love Marv Z with the three albums, because here's the thing the first Juvenile Hell, I didn't like. I didn't like Tribe's first album like that, right? I love what the album, I love There's a Dark Side, I loved Muddy Waters. You get what I'm saying? Uh, Wu Tang, I love 36 Chambers, I love Wu Tang forever. Did I love the W? Eh. So to me, Redman got better to me as as as, as in the nineties. As each album progressed, like yo, this nigga is 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 great. And the the more we're talking about him, like I said, I understand why you had him as your number one MC in the nineties. I I truly truly understand it. It can't I can't and, fight it. It's not 19, you know what I mean. And nineteen ninety nine, this is how the year ended off with Red Man and Method Man. Okay, my favorite songs off of this album, first of all, The Rockwaller, which is a is a hip hop classic. Do we agree Fire. that that's a hip hop classic? Five is, is is Method Man is, is is Red Man and Method Man like doing like like here's what I'll say. First of all this album was successful. It was dope. Majority bulk of the production was from Eric Sunday the most production on you can, hold on my nigga, you could tell the continuity with Red Man and Method Man. Like the continuity it's like when they say niggas former like Voltron, like they were just one person to me, son. Like yes, they had different voices. Watch. What did you think about the but song? Was just like rhyming one person, for man. Cover. What, what did you think about Yo, the song? I love one for cover. Yo, my nigga, I dogs, I love that song. And correct me if I'm wrong, Watts. Didn't have a song also with LL on this album. Yes, they did. I like this season. LL a lot though, Produced my nigga. by Eric Sermon yes, I, ja Rule. Word. Dogs, I hear Ja Rule. Listen, I like that song a lot, my dude. I ain't gonna hold you. A lot, too. Um, my, my favorite songs were Fire in the Hole. Fire in the um, Hole. Tear the Roof Off. The Rock Wild. Who wants straight? Like, yo, this is a, like, let me just say this. This is a personal classic album to me. To me, it is a unquestioned four and a half mic album. So let's be clear. Red Man, just think about this. Red Man starts off the 90s on nothing less than a four and a half mic personal classic to me. Word. Business is usual, uh, EPMD album. Then I hear him on Business Never Personal album on Headbangers. Another four and a half personal classic mm. album to me by EPMD. And then he does What the Album. Then he's on Eric Sermon's album. Then he does the stuff with Redman. 
the entire decade, Redman was on nothing but classic. That nigga was fired, man. That nigga was fired. So the reason why he will always be rated higher than everybody you guys love from Jersey is because of what me and you just talked about. It yeah, was man. Biggie, Jay-Z, and everybody was alive. You got to understand this. Sir. He did all of this while everybody is alive making their best hip-hop. Redman is doing all and, this music. So he, and, they didn't, he didn't, have to, they didn't have to die. The people didn't have to be there. He was doing this while everybody put out their greatest music. Redman was putting out this. Fam, so this fam, is why this I'm man was always in the top 30 Dog, I'm comfortable saying this, man. I don't I mean, I hate to go with king of this, king of that, but if we're just doing the jersey contention and everything like this, man, Redman has to be one, and I really don't think there's is a dispute about that at all. I love Latifah. Joe Budden is on my – yeah, listen, Joe Budden is one of my favorite MCs, but I got to be honest with myself, and as much as I rock with Joe Heavy, a lot of shit he says I can relate to in rhymes, but we're just talking about jersey in a whole, the, the fourth the, – the funk doctor to me, man, like – so, and the more I'm talking about Redman, the more I'm thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? People used to call me Redman. I wrote a, four, a fro because of Redman in 94. My shit was nappy. You know what I'm saying? Like, Redman, man, wow, son. Like, wow, the more we talk about Redman, son, like, he's a first battle. This is a first battle Hall of Fame guy we're talking about here. This is Reggie Noble we're talking about. This is, like, Brick City. This is, like, Redman, son, Redman. Love this verse on Simon so, Says. So, so, Love this verse on, like, so many ill verses. Oh, man. man. We Listen. didn't even talk about that. We did not talk Yo, about that. Yo, my nigga. I'm glad you how brought about that this? up. How, how about this? Like song, how about this? He had a song with Eminem also that no one talks about. It might not have been the greatest song, but oh, trust me, it meant, it meant the world to Eminem. I talk about it. meant the world. I talk about it. meant the world. I, I, I bet you this, though. It meant the world to Eminem to have a song with Redman. I could tell y'all that. It meant the world to Eminem to have a Redman trunk with him. Trust me. You ask Eminem and, that. And, 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 and guess what, y'all? And guess what, y'all? And Redman was going ball for ball with Eminem, too. Do y'all want to hear that? Or do oh, you think he was? He went ball Correct. for ball with him like it was nothing. Bro. That was in 1999. So, yeah. So, Bro. this is who he was. He was an ill, ill MC. Now, let me tell you what's funny about it. Method Man had established himself so crazy by then. By the time he came out with his fifth album, it was actually a success. But mm-hmm. it wasn't my favorite. This is when it became my nah, favorite. It wasn't my but favorite. It, it, but, yo, in terms, it wasn't my favorite. In terms of, yo, it wasn't my favorite. But something that you and I always talk about on the show. Did I did I really need Redman to still prove to me that he was that nigga? Though I didn't need him to prove to me. You know what I mean? Like you already done so much, Reggie. Even if I didn't like your son, you've done so much for my hip hop soul. Yeah, you've done so much for my hip hop soul, my nigga. That I I, I ain't even tripping. I ain't even tripping, my nigga. Here's you know what I'm saying? Like, certain niggas, Here's what's crazy about I ain't tripping. It. Here's what's crazy about it. Did me and you buy the album, though, without thinking, without needing to hear anything? To be of immediately cops. Immediate cop. And we immediately copped. And, and guess what? Being that it was, like, his seventh album that he was on. Yeah. By your seventh album, I could, I could, you could, it could not be my favorite. And I don't have a problem with it not being my favorite. You're solidified, I didn't say to myself, Damn, I didn't say damn. This red man, because let me tell you something. I thought he was going in a whole different direction, and and it was just different that that it wasn't for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember right. the first single, "Let's Get Dirty" with with DJ. I didn't like DJ that. Cool? I remember? didn't like that. 
Yeah, well, already, I, I didn't like that, but he was already solidified, though, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's already solidified. No, I, no he was absolutely solidified. His was jersey was in the Raptors already, you know. Yeah, jersey was in the Raptors. Dude, uh, uh, a 10-year run. Hot. Yeah, it, yeah, see. When you have a straight 10-year average 30, and then the next year you average 20, I'm not going to be like, oh, you average you good, 20. You're trash. You're good. It's not going to be that you way. you good, man. And, 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 and this is the reason why we, we have to – I got to highlight this again. Everything we're saying about Redman, Biggie, Pac, Nas, Jay-Z, Ice Cube, Public Enemy, Tribe Called Quest, all of them are dropping the classic. Any era of the 90s you can think about where there was a great classic era, Redman was right there. He wasn't washed away. It wasn't like, man, Redman ain't popping no more because we listening to the Fugees. Redman ain't popping because Tropical Quest got this out. Or Redman ain't popping because Tretch is out here. It was never that. At any point, when you think of whoever LMC in the 90s, I could argue Redman is as nice as your man. And what you going to say? Can, you can't. You can't. No, 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 you can't. So whoever in the 90s, I could argue Redman was as nice as your man. Let me tell you something. If a nigga told me he like Red Man more than Jay, Nas, Big, and all that, and Pop, I can't argue that. In the nineties, I can't now, argue that. I would not. I, not, I can't argue that. Now, now wait a minute. You're talking about, are we gonna use that beast from the east? Wow, beast from the east. Though we can't use that. But hold on. Only reason I do that because cannabis was the MVP. That's the only reason I do that. And do you know why cannabis is the MVP? <laughs> because what's they let that nigga ride out. We couldn't believe there was. First of all, first of all, Red Man's with a fire verse. He did, he did, he did. He did, he did. We had somebody spit a verse that was so ill. It was like, wait, 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 wait. Who yeah. What am I yeah. listening to? But the point of the yeah. matter is, let me give you another song by Red Man that people don't talk about. Redman got a song with KRS One and Angie Martinez. I'm telling you that song. You like that song? Fire. You like that song? You, you like that song? Yo, my man, that song with KRS and Redman. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Redman on that joint. I don't know. For, I don't, hold on, stop on, stop on. I don't know if a lot of niggas know about that song. Watch. I'm going to keep it funky with you. Well, you got to be. Well, but listen, this is when mixtape. You got to be outside, well, my nigga. You got to be outside. This is mixtape no, talk. You went left field on this nigga. Yeah, you went left field on this nigga. I love that song. Guys, go to YouTube. Karis One, yeah. Redman. Yeah. This song could be up yeah. there, and you would hear it. But I'm the not gonna point lie. is. Redman, yo, Redman went off on that joint, though. I ain't going to hold you, though. Like. Can we agree that he went off though? I thought he had the best right. I thought he got kept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he did. I ain't gonna hold you. He got Chris out of there. He got Chris out of there. I ain't gonna hold you. He got Chris out of there. He definitely got Chris out of there. I ain't gonna hold you. He did. Now, so I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you where Redman's why his why Redman gets Euro stepped a lot when people talk. Because Redman didn't drop another album for another six years after that. Yeah. Like, he went from 2001 to 2007, Redman Goes Wild. Let me tell you something, man. When you take six years off of hip-hop, B, that is a lifetime. Let me tell you what changed. Word. Let me tell you what changed. The G-Unit Dipset Locks ever happened. Yep. Wow, Redman yep. yep. didn't put out an album. 
So do you want to say, not only mm-hmm. did that, then the South took over hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I lost his like, All of that happened, and that six years, Redman did not drop an album, all of that happened. Right. So, of course, yep. people act like his 2000s wasn't that impactful, basically. Like, let's keep it on it. So because of that, no, it wasn't, people it wasn't, be trying to front. But people be trying to front on his already solidified, I'm telling man. you right now, man. I'm telling you right now. In my top, and when we did our top rappers of the 90s, I put Redman as number one. And, I, and, and, and hopefully this appreciation lets y'all know why I did that. Wow, 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 wow. That's what it is, man. Shout out to Reggie Noble, man. Red man, appreciation. Y'all know the vibes already, man. Why well, take us home, my G? P, the home of Marley G. Who? Marley G from Illegal. Why? Why are you showing Marley G from Illegal? Because, you know, like, I mean, you know, I did buy first album though. I did buy Illegal's first album. So did I. So did I. I know. So did I. I did. But wait, hold on, hold on. I did. According, <laughs> according to B Dot, the first kid rapper was Prodigy. According to B Dot, <laughs> you know B Dot the guy, oh, the B Dot the guy who works for MTV, Title, Rap Radar. He said, oh, like, Prodigy, you were the first rapper with a straight. We're not, and everybody's we're not doing that. Like, listen, he did it. He said it. So, yeah, so see, illegal never existed. Ali never existed. <laughs> Chris Cross never existed. Special Ed oh, never existed. God. This is that's the feedback that, that all you rap guys be having hip hop debates with. That <laughs> y'all actually debate him. Oh God, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy, Three and Watts. We are going to be loading y'all with mad shows ending the year, man. Next week, we are heavy. Uh, probably do some shit tomorrow. I'm trying to flood the streets with me and watch and talk heavy, especially next week. Leading into our albums of the year talk, I can do that, my bro. Um, that's what it is, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. Fuck with your boys. What? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.